to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is the 1982 Spielberg classic E.T. E.T. Or as I call it, piece of shit with eyeballs. Go ahead and pop in your DVD or blurry. Oh, by the way, this is the uh, this is the special edition. Just like there's a special short bus. <laughs> pop in your DVD or blurry. Press play. Press pause when the blue, purplish, mauve ET color logo thingy fades to black. There's not really a distribution logo on our disc. So when the letters ET are gone, press pause. And in a second, I'll say three, two, one, and pause. At which point, I'll press play. You'll press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except our commentary will be with four friends in your head. And those friends this week are myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend Brian, William Fenifter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. Trade Amazing Stokes. Hi. And our TV Tropes correspondent, Mickey Marsala. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> she's she's dive, Just dive bombs the microphone. She's in we'll the, all be killed. <laughs> she's in the van outside. Mama, I moved to LA and got on the internet. Anyway, and this Brian's like first podcast back like for like three, three months. months three yeah. months yes i was yeah. off in exotic yeah. locations making exotic movies yes we, somebody else's exotic movie we seriously thought of replacing him with charlie sheen we actually <laughs> looked into that but uh, couldn't cut a deal anyway easy is uh, one of those movies that it's not like i have a blanket statement i grew up with it it's a movie that i watched a lot until i was like five and then i stopped and if you if you've been paying attention to down in front you might be able to figure out why i stopped liking <laughs> et but i'll give you a hint it involves the word tagui <laughs> All right. Slow burn yeah, on that one. Yeah. yeah uh, remember when probably. I rode the uh, the ET ride at Universal? Even I loved ET, and then he was like, "Tagui." <laughs> he like broke and his jaw started shaking, and then a spark came out of his eye. Does not compute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, so I, that I, happened a lot on that ride. I don't actually have a. Extreme, yeah, but when the uh, ride broke down, ET didn't eat the Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> actually, well, I'll tell some stories. <laughs> uh, so I, I I don't have the sort of. You, as soon as you start to watch it, the whole movie comes back to you kind of experience. Like I have with like some Disney movies like Aladdin that happened where I'd press play and it's like, oh, I know the whole movie. I remember this. I don't have that with E.T. I was a little bit too young for it to, to sink in on, a, on an intellectual level. I still have a lot of the emotional connection, but it wasn't a movie I remembered very well. So I revisited it last, uh, yesterday. Mike and Brian came over. We watched all these movies again just to uh, catch up. And uh, E.T. is a good movie. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a sweet little movie. It's... Um, it takes an uh, it takes a very specific vantage point and it never falters from that. It's always the little kids' worldview of everyone, and I think there might be a slight, like a skew to it. Like it's not this is not if you were to film it documentary style, this isn't the world as it was happening. This was sort of how Elliot sees it and how kind of unrelenting and silhouette-y the, the the adults are as they're coming up and all that stuff. It's very, it's very early damn Spielberg. Like it's a really good way to say yeah, this this right here. Um, I like it. I think it's fine. I think E.T. works most of the time, which is great. Uh, I like a lot of the effects stuff. And John Williams' score for this, the, that that riff, man, da, 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 very stirring. Um, but we're watching the version with the CG E.T., and that undermines basically everything I just said. Uh, it's not, it's not yeah, like— It totally fucks up the score. No, it's not like— it, completely. No, my point is stirring. I was referring to stirring. It's, it doesn't, like, screw up the experience of the movie, but it stands out like a goddamn sore thumb. I mean, it really does. It's like, uh, it's like on my bookie Jabba and, and, and that one dewback that walked right past the camera. It's like, guys, fucking. Unfortunately, since then, I never Spielberg had a problem is, with that dewback. Jabba, yeah, but the dewback, not yeah. really. Anyway, <laughs> since then, Spielberg has said just recently he said, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore. So this is the last we'll have to see of, of Spielberg going back and doing this shit. And he actually said he regretted doing it this time. Yeah. So. yeah. Anyway, but ET well, future future used, releases are not going to include this version. Basically. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, you know, I love this uh, a movie. It's great. 
Uh, it doesn't have a massive emotional connection to me, but it's, there's some interesting, cool filmmaking stuff going on, and we can talk about that. Brian, how are you on E.T.? Uh, yeah, this is I, – I grew up on this, but it was kind of a similar thing. I grew up on this, but stopped watching it for some reason, and there was a very long – Fucking it called you Tagui, right? <laughs> yeah, Bri- which made even less sense for me. Goodbye, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> they have to get the Brian. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was a long period, although I have off. seen it fairly recently, like a, a year or two ago, um, and it was interesting to go back to. But it's it's it certainly is quintessential uh, Spielberg. I'm gonna say quintessential Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It's not that so difference? much. No. Uh, yeah. Um, it's Shakespeare. Uh, Does this hold up? Why am I doing that again? Is this uh, <laughs> is this what you remember? You haven't been here three did, months. Yeah, did I'm really it, rusty. Did it, did it pale at all going back to it yesterday and yeah, well, watching it? Watching I'm, it. Actually, I'm not sure. Watching it yesterday, I'm not sure if I had ever actually seen the full special edition version Fucking of it. Cattywampus piece. Yeah, of I shit. mean, I know I'd seen <laughs> the walkie-talkie scene, but there's all the all these CG shots that I have absolutely no recollection of have ever yeah. seen before. And added added scenes added just scenes to show them like, off. The the pacing seems different. Yeah, um, the bathtub scene so. is new for this version. The bathtub yeah, definitely. I was like, I have not seen this before. And I don't know if it's just my own nostalgia, my own memory, but I feel like the stuff, the the way the pacing is shifted because of the stuff that's been changed, really... It's a detriment. It throws off the movie in a, in a subtle but really profound way. But I don't know if that's objective movie critic opinion or just or the kids... Or that's just Brian has a beard now, douchery. Or, or no, it's just the pre-beard, like, six-year-old Brian screaming for his childhood back. I'm not sure which. <laughs> I like that. Maybe, maybe that's we can a good t- distinction. Uh, there's, there's pre-beard and post-beard Brian. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the evil, the pre-beard evil Brian, Brian loved J.J. Star Trek. This is the uh, evil uh, Brian uh, from the parallel universe. <laughs> you have to kill him. It's true. I do have a beard now. You have to either kill him or go to a mountaintop for sexual contest. I will point point out that I grew this before I went to the tropical country, unlike most people. They go to the tropical country and they come back with with it. I grew up before that. So that wasn't wasn't like lost or at all? No. Okay. Michael? He has to go back. I love love (laughs) that we've been making these beard references for 10 minutes and he goes, it's true. I have a beard. (laughs) 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 Well, it's it's radio. Yeah, Hans. Hans, it's radio, not TV. Put the gun down. <laughs> anyway. um, I I know I watched this movie as a kid because there there are specific scenes that I remember, but I don't know if I ever saw the like I I remember Elliot getting drunk simultaneously mm-hmm. with ET, um, and I remember the the house being uh, you know quarantined, uh, and and uh, I, I remember uh, ET waddling out of the shed and making those scary noises. Um, yeah, so He's I. So I know that I have I saw this movie growing up, but other than remembering those scenes, I don't really remember an impression on me. Like it's not a super part of like my childhood that I you know, um, it all comes flooding back or whatever. Like I didn't remember that the kids played D and D and stuff like that. I'm watching it now. I'm like, oh, second match. I, I, I feel like, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Okay, I, yeah. I feel like though that that D and isn't the D and D scene extended. Because I it could be, I feel it like there's be, more yeah. material there than I remember there being as a kid. I don't but, remember uh, the kid pinching the mom's butt, but then again. Maybe I just didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't happen in the movie. That was just in your life. Well, no, he was like the guy was like the mom is bending over to yeah, get the dish he, or something, and he's like, eh, he bah, goes bah. to poke at it. Yeah, she's well, she's pretty milfy. That's what I said, man. I said, D Wallace, yo. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's a it's a good film. I I do I do remember enough, and and just kind of um, based off the way it's built. You can notice it. You, you say it doesn't change the experience necessarily to have the CGET. No, I think I, it, I said the other thing. Oh, did you? Yeah, you said it totally I said changes it. it, it yeah. I said it undermines all those good things. Where it's like, well, okay. it, I was in a moment. Got to build it back up. Yeah. Back well, up. It, it also undermines it because because it's like a teeth it, on your dick moment. This, this ah, no. has the same. Okay, I'm good. Back into it. This this has almost the same problem that the prequels have, which is that 
almost this watching this version of you know you 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 watch the the Star Wars prequels and it expects that you already know Star Wars. You know the other three mm. movies. You can't really watch them in order because it it expects you to understand certain things. And and this version it shows ET so early whereas before it was this mystery yeah. and you it, it was it was well into the movie before right. you actually saw a clear shot of him. But now you I have s- a lot to say about that moment. But now yeah. yeah, but now early on, like very early on. From the opening sequence. Yeah, from the opening sequence when when before in it, before it was just the grass moving as he runs through but now you see the CG ET loping through the grass and yeah. stuff and you yeah. see him hobble up onto the hill and stuff like that and it's like that's only that's only really going to impact or be meaningful to the people who've already seen E.T. and know what he looks like. If mm-hmm. you're watching this for the first time, it completely It would be undermines. like if they went back to Empire Strikes Back and added a scene of Yoda hopping around. Or, or, <laughs> or if they... Or if in, everyone with the way he's supposed to be introduced. Yeah, or if they, if they did a whole prequels where Yoda wasn't a crazy hermit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that then you knew who he was. Yeah. God, that would screw it up. That's, yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah, thank that's, God. We that's dodged that saying. bullet. That's what I'm saying. It's the, it's the, uh, you know, it's the equivalent of introducing Yoda in all yeah. those things. So then when there's all the scenes where you just see the hands and stuff like yeah. that, it's like, well, I've been seeing yeah. this thing for 20 minutes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Why, why do I care? If they started, when you with, see the, him in silhouette. If they started with le- Jaws with like a 360 IMAX flyby of the shark. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's about 47 feet long. And look at the teeth on yeah. that mother. You know. Anyway, here's the suspense. Sarban yeah. says it's like seeing Kermit walk. <laughs> well, we're getting it. Anyway. He rides a bicycle good. really well, though. So positive, negative. I, I like Surprised. the movie. I like the movie. It's actually interesting that there's like not a lot of there's not a lot of plot in this movie. It it's really a very is. basic Honestly, movie, which yeah. is to its it's good. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. one of the it's, good things. It's about good. It. It's very very straightforward. It's almost I think one of the things about it, um, especially that made it you know such a classic and a masterpiece is like who makes a movie like this? This is basically like it's almost like a family drama. It's like Kramer versus Kramer, and then this alien waddles into it. And it's like, but but it's not an action movie. It's not all that. It's just a very straightforward movie about people that happens to have this this weird little squat thing from outer space come into it, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that makes it very interesting, and I kind of wonder if you could get a movie like this made today. And no one say Super 8, because shut up. <laughs> yeah, well, Super No, 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 but uh, Sucker Punch. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very closely tied to Sucker. Trey, 82. 82. Puppets and Spielberg. Finishing, and finishing film school, already a puppeteer, not a movie puppeteer. Um, and, uh, you know, knew way too much about Spielberg and Lucas and that whole crowd. Um, so, yeah, E.T. was this thing that you had to go see. And uh, I saw it, and I was like, okay, that's good. <laughs> I, I never, I have to say, I never got why it was such a big thing. That was my thing yesterday. I was like, this isn't, this isn't mind-blowing. Yeah, but it was so huge. It was, it was the biggest one movie of, the, of all time. Of the, yeah, it's like number yeah, it, six it, on the. I think it topped Star Wars at the time. It did. It um, did. And then uh, it's it, still in the top ten of money making yeah. in the adjusted, you know, domestic inflation adjusted chart. Um, and then you know, home video was just starting, and of course, on home video, it was I a think phenomenon. That's, that's part of yeah, why that, a lot yeah, of people. That's the reason. A lot of people. Well, that but it those aren't one of the first. But those videos. aren't. That, that's a whole other pile of money that's not reflected <laughs> right. in the in the in the box office mojo listings that we usually go from. Um, but yeah, it was this thing that was just, oh, E.T. was, it was the thing. It was just a big deal. And I, you know, I liked it. I liked, you know, Spielberg's stuff in general. Clearly he was a a great filmmaker and and everything he did at the time was just like one, my God, it's Spielberg movie. It's 
event. You know, this is before Hook. And uh, <laughs> when suddenly we realized Hook that... is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hook Who is was it on the forum that said... Conversation? We, could do, we could do like... Uh, we could do, what, was, what was the movies he said? Like Hook and AI in 1941 and have a Spielberg Disappointment Film Festival. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. That was Harbin. Yeah. The, um, you know, then suddenly we found out that he could do wrong. He actually was not infallible. Um, but the... the yeah, it was. I didn't. I I thought it was a good film. I, I didn't get why it was so amazing for people. I was disappointed in the puppet. I uh, <laughs> did not uh, care for the puppet, and uh, we'll get into that as we go because um, some of the original puppet is still there. Um, I don't care for the remake either. I think they went the wrong way with the uh, the digital enhancements, but uh, but the you know. It, so I saw it, and I I just kind of put it away. I it's quite possible that I hadn't seen this movie before most of the people in this room were born. Um, it's hmm. probably been that long because I realize I really do have to watch this one. I think I, I think I feel like I've seen ET, but I really freaking haven't in decades. So I, I made a, I made a point of actually watching it and was struck by like, wow, I totally forgot that was even in the movie, and I totally forgot that that's what the you know the plot was, and that's how it was. And what the hell is he doing in a bathtub? That I've never seen before in my life. So it's I, I know as a, as a fan, I wanted to see that shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The movie was lacking that. We all remarked on it at the time. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm str- I was struck by, you know, so many of the, you know, wow, you know, this is kind of like the young, unformed Spielberg. He's still kind of Spielberg He's in his way towards Spielberging, and and you know, and and it's funny how how many references to other movies are in this one. Dude, yeah. Star Wars, top down, in yeah, this movie everywhere, yeah, and uh, which is great. That's great, you know. That's what because that makes perfect no, sense to me. Yeah, that it, makes yeah, perfect sense. At the time, kids would. Yeah, there's not. I'm, Star I'm, Wars I'm here to tell you, there's not a like Yoda. there's not a 15 year old who wouldn't talk about Star Wars 24 seven and have all the action figures. Uh, but the you know it's it's really is kind of a weird you know period piece kind of when you look back on it now and and has and has you know very little plot but doesn't need. A lot of plot. Yeah, you don't feel it. You don't yeah. feel like God. Get somewhere. You know. You, you're just yeah. you're into it. You feel yeah. you feel the drag, but that's from the added scenes that the movie yeah. doesn't need in the special edition. I would like to see the original version. Um, it really is. It's I like I said. I can't account for why it was so so big a deal. It, it obviously touched a nerve with a lot of people. And isn't it weird to see Drew Barrymore at five years old? She's and, really cute. And she's re- fucking she's, annoying. And to recognize and, and to know that she was getting drunk every night. Then uh, <laughs> it's pretty freaky to consider. Yeah, that's some good stuff, man. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, anyway, we should e. get the movie started. We're only like twenty minutes into the commentary. Uh, here we go. You're at the point where the ET letters have faded to black. Like I am here. Put your finger on that damn button. Pay attention. Okay. Yeah. We're doing a thing. Three, two, one, on pause. And we're in a world now, D, now, D. Wallace, of course, is famously was in uh, The Frighteners, which, uh, you know, is right. so great in The Frighteners. And uh, here she, she is like the first, I, I think the first modern movie MILF, I'm pretty sure. She pretty <laughs> much uh, set the standard for, for the modern movie MILF. I would hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know about now. She might be a gilf. <laughs> no, we just saw the no. Frighteners. Although that yeah, was like that's ten, 10 years, years ago. ago yeah. she, but this just does have a reunion. But that also is ten years ago when they did this. Uh. Is the twentieth anniversary edition, so it was like two thousand and one. And they have the whole almost thirty years old. Where now. are they now? Cast yeah. reunion, yeah. and she, you know, she was. What is the little kid doing? What's Elliot doing? Did you? Elliot, he's, st- he's still, he's still acting. I looked him up on IMDb. He's still an actor. He still yeah. does stuff. Has he done anything that we know? Not just a bunch of like appearances on SVU and shit. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, he I, did. He did do one thing that that I recognized. The, but it the was greatest thing that he did that was so like, wow, talk about breaking out of your your what people think of you is he did the HBO movie about the McMartin preschool trial where he was the the guy who was accused of you know molesting dozens of children that turned out to be bullshit. But did any of those kids have a relationship with an alien? 
I know. I just I don't know if that came up. Well, actually, yeah, the testimony said that, that that's why the case ultimately got thrown out because they started to actually like wait. The kids said what? Do you think Satan uh, worship? Sure, but he was the, in Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York, yes, so. small part in Gangs of New York, but yeah, she is in that. Do you oh. think uh, the kids from all the various Spielberg movies like get together and have meetings? Like <laughs> the kid from Jurassic Park and ET and Close Encounters, and over at the next table, the Goonies, and everyone's going, "Yeah, fucking Goonies, fucking Goonies." I like the. I do like the idea that the they just sort of like yep the ship's right there boom yep you know, yeah I was yeah. Yeah. there it is that yesterday and uh, and it they, took it took me a while I remember the first time I saw this movie it took me a while to figure out what the hell why is the ship painted with trees and then yeah. I was like oh it's a reflective you know I didn't yeah. get that right away I remember, yeah I, was I, I puzzled liked by that, that they didn't do like a whole landing sequence and stuff like that they're like yeah. ships here so here they are you know how it got here yeah you've seen Close Encounters already <laughs> that was two years ago <laughs> you know how that works it's been here for two years yeah. But these are aliens. What do you mean that it was reflecting trees? Well, I've you, never when noticed you, that before. When you see the I shot of it, it's, it's like a big Christmas globe. Oh, it's actually that, silver. Painting? Okay. And so, so the, it's reflecting the, the forest around it. And it looks like – I thought it was like it has trees painted on it. It has like a tree motif. But All it's, right. Now it's pay reflecting. attention throughout this entire movie because this is <laughs> – Okay. You, you could make, you could make a, uh, an well, I'll argument try. that, <laughs> oh, it's the forest. He adds fog for effect. But no. There is about, oh, yeah. there's 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 about 100% too much fog in every scene in this movie. His room – Looks like Trey's room. Yeah, like it is what? filled to the brim with smoke. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it also kind of looks like your room anyway. But no, yeah. But like with the bunk beds and all that. Yeah, I know. And the fucking out of place Woody Allen poster. M- m- memorabilia. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no. But I every like... single scene in this movie is like, all right, run the fog machine. I like after his close encounters thing. He was just like, I'm just going to show the inside of the ship and get it over with. Just yeah, fucking. Yeah. There it is. I don't want it to turn Which into a thing. Which has no bearing on the nope. uh, the rest of the movie in any None. way, shape, or form. Other well, than it's it, uh, that, that is a bunch kind of really what they're power. doing. Yeah, it's like it's like this is you know they're not they're not they're my, they're they're bio guys. You yeah, know, they're they're sort of like they're they're, they're whole, scientists. They're, they're collecting te- stuff. Yeah, and, they're, and their technology is kind of biological because that's part of his you know Jesus powers is that he right. has, you know he can resurrect. By the way, this is the worst evolutionary adaptation ever. Like they hear a noise and not only do they freeze. Light up. They light up their hearts <laughs> and make a noise. They're like, just, just yeah. do it, man. That's right. <laughs> just get it over just with. Can you, over. can you imagine when the predators got to their planet? Yeah, exactly. What a bloodbath that was. <laughs> wow. It's like if rabbits evolved to <laughs> the capability of interstellar flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's the and there's the counterpoint right there. To go to this. Yeah, they, there are no predators on their planet. That's clearly the case. Yes, and. They can't even walk around under their own power, for heaven's sake. Now, is that a CG guy or is that a little guy? No, that's a, that's a little guy. That's a, that's, that's, Willow. Actually, that's Willow. Is it Warwick Davis? Probably. I don't think I don't think it is. Actually, well, I think it was the, the, pr- the prominent suit character. I think was a, a small girl. I think, but um, yeah, it was a, a, lot it was of a small people. girl, or it was, it, was, it was a child yeah. who was born without legs. Was born mm-hmm. that way, and therefore was very proficient on walking. Oh, on Oh, she sort hands. of like hops along. No, walks models. on his hands. So walk that's why hands. that's why ET walks weird because right. it's a guy walking on his that's, hands. That's, that's, I think like, you're thinking of Silent Running, but okay. no, no, it says it's, here on the IMDb. It says right there on IMDb. It's the same. It's the same principle. And we know what a we know what a. What a great source of truth the IMDb is. This is uh, supposed to resemble the San Fernando Valley. Uh, it's a cool map painting. And that kind of does. does. I think it does. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, that's and that's what it looks night. like. I yeah. think it's supposed yeah. to resemble a California Valley. Well, I mean, the entire movie I think is shot looks, in the valley, though. Yeah. Uh, well, except actually, except well, E.T.'s well, e- e- house is shot a mile from where I live for 10 yeah, years. Way up in Tahunga. Way up in Tahunga, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the street signs are in the movie, and it's a place that I probably not so much today, but, you know, the house is still there. That little cul-de-sac obviously is still there. It, clearly, in the movie, that cul-de-sac was brand new. That Those houses oh, yeah, are brand new. It's a nice house, too. Um, you know, I'm sure but, they, um, they've changed over the years, but, yeah, the houses, the, the, the E.T. house, it's a known thing. People, the people pull in that cul-de-sac all the time. E.T. house, you know. When you buy that house, it's like, you know, you know 
what you're in for. Brian and I were internet dipshits, and we drove around to all the locations from Back to the Future one Saturday, yeah, which was, was by the way, fuck you and your dipshits. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we went to the Marty McFly house, which is so, if you see it, you might not be able to picture it right now, but if you see it, you're like, there it is. Because it has the two weird power lines behind it that are right next to each other and all these other things. And we were talking, it's like, when you buy this house, what A, what if you don't know? Yeah. Does A, does A1, the realtor tell you, and A2, does that affect your purchase? Or B, do you know, and are you the guy that bought that house just because it was in Back to the Future? B1, do you have a wife? <laughs> and B2, do you have a life? So here we go. Here we. I, but if, I think even that the, uh, was added, though. The, yeah. Hopping that, E.T. That's definitely added. Um, and if you don't know, and you're living in a Back to the Future house without realizing it, and then people just randomly come by and case the joint every now and then, mm-hmm. yeah, how does that make you feel? Freaky. Yeah, what if you don't it's know? Almost like, it's almost like discovering your house was haunted. You know, it's the site of a murder <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Well, and you then, go and do research. See, that's what I thought. It's the Back to the Future house. That's what I think about is like, you know, there's, there's, there's a house where you go, okay, well, you know, this is the apartment where down in front was done. Yeah, where, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah there's that. Sure. You know, where George Reeves shot himself. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, right there in that corner. Awesome. So, is are utilities included? Uh, <laughs> exactly. You know, this like well, I no, mean, but it's like the it's like the opposite of a cool thing. Like, you, 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 it's like in a movie when someone's like, you're under surveillance, and you always look out and it's like, pull back the blinds. Oh my God, there's guys sitting in a car out there. Brian and I did that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we were in a Taurus, but not in a creepy way, and we had diet cokes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got out and we took pictures, so hopefully that was no of, I recall, of ourselves. Of ourse- not, yeah. But I recall like the first couple times we're like, dude, we shouldn't just stop. So I was like, I'm just gonna drive by slow, and you take a picture, take it, take it, take it go. Here, okay, uh, here's the shot. Now we've seen and here's it. the uh, complete destruction of yeah, the kind of reveal the later. Ruining the of the next 45 minutes. But there's, there's an even worse shot coming up later where it, it, it's it, a it, literally it goes, a close up and he yeah. like goes to the camera. Yeah, well, he's because it's because in the in the original version, I do rem- remember. I think I remember. I, yeah. I go back and watch That's movies and I'm like, uh, um, I went back and watched a. I've been rewatching the or Harry Potter movies, and there that. was a whole scene that was like flopped. I'm like, I remember this exact scene, but in the opposite direction. Like That's mirrored, so yeah, yeah, mirrored in my head. I don't, know, I don't know. But anyway, so I'm not entirely sure that I trust my recollection. Are you sure you weren't watching the movie upside down <laughs> yeah. the first time? Yeah. But um, you were but, like standing on your head, like I remember that. But one what on I was going to say that that shot that we're going to get to, and we'll point it out when it gets there. It was, as I recall, a super extreme close up just of his face. So you didn't quite oh, understand okay. what was going on. He was screaming, and it was like, oh my god, what's happening? And it was scary well that's but no now, better but well, it is though because now you see a full body thing well, yeah now, now like, he does a little jar jar take with that yeah and, and it's like but you only know that and and that only matters if you already know what et looks like and that whole sequence doesn't really matter to you in right terms of building suspense. when you give everything away the best way to give everything away is to show something in its environment you can either show the environment or the thing completely filling it so you don't see what the environment is and still retains some mystery of one side of the coin and I the like other. I like to think these kids both, are purposefully reenacting the dogs the playing game. poker. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, I, I've, I've seen movies and pictures where you sit around a table with a pool light over it and you smoke cigarettes yeah. and drink yeah. beer. So, kids, let's do this. By the way, the kids are totally right. You can't just jump in in the middle of a D&D yeah, game. Right. What like, is Elliot trying to do? I tell you what, <laughs> what struck me, seeing it so, so after being away from it for so long, it struck me that, uh, you know, this, especially for a movie of the time, is so amazingly like 
real life. I mean, that this this movie really captured that sort of suburban, you know, it wasn't the yeah. fantasy life of the, you know, the 50s and the, you know, I Love Lucy kind of, as in the house is immaculate and she's wearing a house. You know, it's like the mom, this is like a real mom. She's got a job. The house is a mess. The kids run rampant all day long. She's close know. to her breaking point it, as it is. Exactly. And it's like, Along you, the, you really do you get know, the sense that if you introduce an alien to this poor woman's life, yeah, one, she's just going to lose it. Yeah, she's, she's going to lose it. But the, like but fucking Mexico the kids interacting, I mean, clearly there's a lot of, you know, just sort of, you know, improv going on and just sort of letting them have fun with it and, and uh, just seeing where it goes. And it feels it's even today to this, to this, to this day, that's still that all the family interaction, it feels like, you know, that feels like a real group of kids. Cause that's really what it is. It's also very bizarre because I had, I did not remember this at all that suddenly there was a, this cut to like, is that C Thomas Howell? The fact <laughs> that one of the kids grew up to be C Thomas Howell, uh, was, and he's called Charles Howell or something in the credits. I was like, that's 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 got to be C. Thomas Howell. Which one is he? He's the one. It's well, he's the one that C. Thomas Howell, well, you, you uncultured lout. He uh, who went on Ooh, to be in. Wow. I don't know what C. Thomas Howell looked like as a kid. Come on, he looked. Ex- he looks exactly like uh, he did. You know, in heyday. I mean, C. Thomas Howell was in Red Dawn and the. You know, C. The- Thomas Howell is uh, Gertie in this movie. Yeah. Now, Trey, yeah, along exactly. the same lines as a movie and along the same lines as a point, you were just talking about how Super 8 was also sort of freaky for you. Super 8, yes. Yeah, it's it's captures that, it's that a, era. It's a movie about you in that time that the train yeah. exploded next to you. Yeah, except for the part about the train. But, uh, yeah, Super 8 is exactly me. Uh, you know, like in 78, Super 8 is set in 78, and I was already – had started film school. So it's about – they're about five years younger than, than me, those kids. But, uh, boy, yes, that, that's a movie about me except with an alien in it. Now, this is such a charming and enchanting and sort of eerie moment when uh, you haven't seen the alien before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Had had we not blown the blown the thing, what's another? What's a good example of like a? It would. I'm trying to think of a, an example of a movie monster creature person puppet character that you get a like a like a movie long introduction to in little bits and pieces, and then the inversion of that where it's and then you see it up front first and then you do that again and it's totally worthless. It's it's not quite Cloverfield. It, it's. I can't well, think of a bit I can't of that in Cloverfield, certainly. Yeah. Well, but like the first time, but if like in Cloverfield, the first thing was the, you're in a helicopter looking out the city while the monster walks by, and then you spend the rest of the movie like a leg. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's because no one does is that, that. His shoulder, I can't tell. Yeah, no you know, one does. Like, that. No, I don't think you saw him early on. No, I'm saying. No, no, no. I'm he's saying, saying, saying this oh, okay. he's trying to find an archetype for this. Well, and that's like, the if thing. You have this, like, like slow reveal monster, and then you show him first. It's well, just, I, I it's think Trey, a, I think Trey's comparison earlier is, Jaws, early is the, the Jaws. If you did the IMAX 360 CG, here's the shark. Yeah, you or see, Zarban says alien. Yeah, alien. But I feel like well, but alien. The point is that alien didn't do that either. Yeah, um, you we're know, talking about the how many, uh, what other movies aside from what happens here uh, were broken in that sense. Yeah, uh, it's like why on earth would they have done would that? Be broken the T Rex, if they did in Jurassic yeah. Park. Well, they did the brontosaurus thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, that's yeah. true. Anyway, look. no, Jurassic Park started with there's some mad thing in a cage going rawr. I mean, you know, oh, yeah, I guess that's right. You know, it's like and it's then exactly and then the T Rex, the T Rex uh, doesn't build. It does a little as, bit. You get, oh, there's you a huge build. Well, it builds a little. You get the hand and then you get the head. But then, but then he's or she. Then she's just there. You just full full on. You but know. by then you've seen but, like six dinosaurs yeah, in the I movie, guess that's so true. it's just like it, it's a, it, the only build is like, oh, here's the fucking T Rex. We're screwed. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, everyone exactly. knows what a T Rex is. It's, it's, a, it's a build yeah. within that scene, but not a build for the whole movie, for like the, yeah. Alien right, right, right. or Jaws yeah. is. Okay, that's I have fair. a quibble with the performance of the uh, puppet actor. I guess what would you say? Like the creature person. Whoever, it's a very, whoever's it's, in the. Puppet. It's a variety of things. Whoever, whoever. At the time, he's he's hydraulic, and that's a problem. Well, in the in the hand shots. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, it works because what he's doing is very sort of timidly, like Ip, 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 fingers wrap around question mark. Mm-hmm. But then, like at the end, when he's making his machine run, he's still sort of like 
I might touch this button. Well, that's because that's because that's because I built this. I want to go. That's because you've got those giant finger extensions, and they're just going to go all wiggly wobbly if you move too quickly or touch them too fast. I don't know. I'm just. I, I agree, but at the same time, that's almost a thing that I give a pass in these kinds of movies. Because yeah. when I see the hydraulic or the cable puppet, I just expect it to go. Eh, eh, yeah. eh, the hand, well, the hands are always just people's, you know, they're just hand and glove. Um, but it's because he's got these big, heavy finger extensions. If you move those fingers any faster, you'd see him it's go. Like a baby carrot at the end of their fingers. Right? Them along and weird so I think it's. I'm okay. I was. I would say it never bothered me because yes, obviously I, I see the reason for it, but also that they sort of. Justified that that's just sort of what the ET is like. That he's you know everything is kind of gentle and they're not like give me a hammer, bang 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 bang. That's just not their thing. You know, they're more like give me a yeah, and I'll just and I'm gonna go like clearly, clearly, Um, clearly the planet where they come from, they're not in any hurry to ever do anything. So uh, well, dude, no shit. Look at their defense mechanism. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Freeze, light up your heart, and go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's useless. You piece of shit animal. Yeah, maybe on their planet the predators are scared of red. That's true. They're from yeah. they're from the planetary equivalent of New Zealand. They just they don't have any. They were they're with they evolve with no predators. I was telling the other guys like I, I, if you look at the trailer for ET, I didn't go back and check it out, but I'll bet you there's a lot of flashlights in that trailer. I'm just gonna go on and add oh, an yeah. anamorphic streaking flare to every one of them and there make the one. super eight. Yeah, no, there's this. That wasn't. Yeah, see, yeah, little. Well, that was a, a ring flare. I meant just like a little too much. JJ Abrams across the across the bend. Seriously, flare. we want to blame JJ yeah. Abrams for the lens flare thing, but we really can't. Oh, there's some. Wait till you see. You guys haven't seen Super Eight, but boy, there's some anamorphic. Not oh, yeah, not star, but there's a couple like where the where the, the flare goes all the way across the yeah, screen. Yeah. But it's the real flare. I mean, it's a true anamorphic flare. It's right, not right. augmented. It's a style choice. It's not a. It's not an affectation. Well, it is an affectation. It's not an invention. It but it's a style. Yeah, he did it's, a, create... it's, a, it's a little more justified in Super Eight than it yeah. is in Star Trek. He didn't create yeah. anamorphic flaring, but uh... he likes to use it. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't make the rules anyway. Uh, Dorkman, talk about that first CG shot of ET wobbling in, in your face. <laughs> Which one? The one we just got. Where he's like, <laughs> well, that, that's not field. the first. That's the that second. Well, but I meant is the one where you see his face and it's under a flashlight. It's like oh. there he is. We this see is his, ET. Yeah, we see his face and body and, and his arms waving around and stuff like that. And it's like, all right, now we've seen the entire creature. Now we're going to yeah. waste time. Now it is a waste of time every time we don't see the, the creature to build that suspense. Building the suspense yeah. every time yeah. he's in silhouette. Every time we're just seeing arms coming around the corner and stuff yeah. like that. And only Elliot or the over the shoulder kind of thing. Yeah, we've already seen him. What is the point of that? But and what. I was saying uh, earlier I, I made reference to it's like Spielberg is the uh, uh, speaking of Jaws again Spielberg is, right is the guy that you, you always you always say you know um, you're, you're pointing to it's like it was Jaws was better because you didn't see the shark right that's the lesson that everyone takes from, from that. that and I yeah and, and then Spielberg somehow missed that lesson that everyone is well I feel like I feel like he didn't miss the lesson because the original movie is that way Close Encounters is that way right you know, well I'm saying it's the, back he, to he, this the, the 20 years knew it for the 20 years that, but the 20 years then, later yeah. Spielberg who had ILM at his fingertips he and somehow all the money in the world somehow said people want more E.T. and just completely forgot his own I'm gonna he learned that lesson in Jaws and used it to great effect in yeah. E.T. and Close Encounters and other movies and even in well there's a lot of wrong-headed thinking in this movie too because the whole gun walkie-talkie thing you know we'll get there yeah you replace um, the guns with kazoos yes exactly um, just I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna quote overthinking Spielberg there was just recently on ain'titcool.com a, a great chat where Steven Spielberg is pimping the blu-ray for Jaws but it's like an hour-long conversation transcript and it's wonderful it's a great interview but here's a relevant point um He's talking about he didn't like – the interviewer says, I didn't like certain aspects of some DVD release he had done. Here's Spielberg. 
oh, I know. I totally understand that. In the future, there's going to be no more digital enhancements or digital additions to anything based on any film I direct. I'm not going to do any corrections digitally to even remove wires that show. If 1941 comes out on Blu-ray, I'm not going to go back and take the wires out because the Blu-ray will bring the wires out, whatever, hmm. that are guiding the airplanes down Hollywood Boulevard. At this point, right now, I think letting movies exist in the era with all the flaws and with all the flourishes is a wonderful way to mark time and mark history. Yes. So, I, so he, yes. Spielberg. Yes. So he, he yes. learned the lesson, and yes. that's good. That's important. I put my stamp on that. Fabuloso. <laughs> Check. What, what is he working on these days? Is he who prepping to direct anything? He's, been, or is he just producing? he's always directing. Yeah, uh, Tintin. He's going to be doing the next Tintin. He's been Tintin. working on Tintin for ages. Well, but Tintin's actually happening now. Okay. There's, trailer, right. there's already a trailer. Out, but, uh, I missed that. Well, there's, there's Tintin. I mean, he does a lot of producing. Traded um, all the, uh, the digital humans. Yeah. I know. I, I, can't, I can't remember <laughs> off the top of my head, but I, but I know that he does have a couple of things also. In the, right. Oh, he's doing an Abraham Lincoln biopic. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's rolling. Yes, he absolutely so yeah. now see, no, if he does that, If he fa- does that right, then we won't see Abraham Lincoln yeah. fully until the end of the movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. In fact. Or we won't see the hat. The yeah. hat will come on right at the end. In fact. In shadow play. Yeah. In fact, I. I okay. I was I was in Rick Carter's living room a little while ago, and he had the he had the head of uh, the maquette of what he had the head of Abraham Lincoln. Literally had the head of Abraham Lincoln. He did. He has the Forrest Gump bench in his backyard as well. There was some uh, memoir that came out recently that I guess it had been written since the you know 1800s, but someone finally was like, "Uh, uh, um, historical community, have you noticed this?" And they were like, holy shit! And it was this, like, tome about a guy that had been hanging out with Abraham Lincoln. And one of the things he kept, he wouldn't fucking shut up about it in the book, was <laughs> Abe Lincoln was an ugly bitch. He was an unfortunate-looking man. It's like, well, you know. Maybe he wouldn't get elected like, president today because no. of television. <laughs> so, the, again, the, we're and back. all that equality talk. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, he, clearly he was coddling up to the, the ethnics. But, um yeah, this is, of course, you know, Drew Barrymore didn't exist before this movie because she was a fetus, and this, you know, put her on the map. Of course, she comes from a acting dynasty. She's the third generation of, you know, the Barrymore family, so it was kind of a given. Have you already passed? There's a moment, I think it's in this scene at some point or nearby, where the kids are arguing and they're bickering about something, and the mom, like, laughs, yeah. but it's Wait, a really Elliot, psychotic Elliot, laugh. Elliot no, calls, well, Elliot, Elliot, Elliot calls, calls, calls her penis breath. Oh, and yeah. she, she, and I, I, I think that's one of the great moments because yeah. it's funny, but she wants to be mad, but she, it actually is just too freaking yeah. funny. Oh, so, see, it never played that way for me. It played yeah. for me like she is like, literally right this now. far away from just uh, losing well, I, her no, I thought, I, Well, that's I thought, true, but, but that's true, but all moms are that way. That's true. I get it as I agree that the laugh is a little more than it is. Maybe there's a little joke. Maybe there's a lot of kind of nuance going on there, but I, I, I read it certainly as she's trying to be stern, but what he said was so ridiculous she couldn't help but laugh. All right. That happened to me once. <laughs> it happened to me once, too. Um, I, I exactly had that exact experience with my mom, so either my mom's psychotic or uh, I just thought it was a great human moment. for. One uh, that happened even more recently was my sister, and I was there. I was back for Christmas or something, and uh, I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm playing on my laptop, and we're watching something on Hulu. And uh, my mom is sitting there next to me, and it's like midnight. My sister comes in, and she's mad. And she says, I can't take this shit anymore. And my mom's like, we don't fucking cuss in this house. (laughs) Mom. What? Strike that. Yeah. Reverse it. Yeah. We don't cussing fuck in this house. (laughs) Thank you, Teague. (laughs) I'm tired. You're a good son. (laughs) It's, It's little moments like that when you realize, like, wow, my parents didn't. Take no tests or nothing. <laughs> did you guys? Did you they guys just had a, sex and they, now they're my parents. Is, there is no did parenting. Did you guys have that moment in your <laughs> lives where all of a sudden your parents realized it was okay to cuss around you, and all of a sudden they did constantly? Like when I was growing up, I have never reached, ever I've ever ever point yet. never ever heard a cuss word out of my parents. And then when I turned about seventeen and my sister was like eleven, it was like on. 
it was on, and my dad would be like getting mad in the car. People would like, would, like cut him off and be like, "Dipshit!" I'm like, "All right, <laughs> fuck yeah." So my dad no. has always done that in the car, but yeah, that's the only time I hear my dad curse. Is otherwise, it in the car? yeah. Otherwise, I do most of the cursing, quite frankly. Yeah. But, but yeah, I hear my dad curse in the car all the time. He's like, M- "Fucking move!" <laughs> like he just loses it in the car. I don't <laughs> like driving with him. Quite <laughs> anyway, so this this scene here is where you know this is the reversal point where you know in a, in a real movie that hadn't been spoiled by uh, bad CG early on. You know, this was the, oh, my God, it's coming for me. The creature, the squat little grunting thing is, oh, he's not oh, he's, he's friendly. He's, he's like friendly. a cat. He brought my reason. Which I noticed back. last night that E.T. literally purrs through the yeah, entire movie. Yeah, he does. I never, like, caught, oh, but that's, it's yeah. such a great little, uh, it's a very clever little, like, Sort of save the cat kind of a thing yeah. to let you know this is not a scary alien. Right. It's a it's a kitty cat alien. Yeah. This, no, this a, would be the prison bitch of the alien world. It gives you if it the gives aliens you. from Signs and the aliens from War the Worlds and fucking and Independence Day. Actually, this no. Guy. Actually, it's funny because that you say that because the original, um, I think it was called Watch the Skies. That the, yeah. that this that this derived from because originally this basically was well, uh, Signs, a boy's life. Or a bo- yeah. No, Boys Life. Watch was the, the Skies was, yeah. was, was, a boys, a boys Close Encounters was, was Watch the Skies. This oh. was a Boys Life. But yeah. but the well the thing is that that this was effectively originally signs. It was a story about this family in a farmhouse being besieged by aliens, and there was a subplot. Apparently, I haven't read you know the treatment or script or whatever it was, but there was a subplot about the family had an autistic kid. And uh, there was an alien. One of the aliens in this marauding group was actually good and, and built a relationship with this autistic kid, and that probably saved the day somehow. Well, that's, a, so, that's, a, that's an all right story starting there. Yeah, so, so, so Spielberg decided not to do the marauders, scary just the marauders. One. He just wanted to do the good alien. Making he did Gremlins. With a, a bi- yeah. And, and he did Gremlins, and he also did at the same time he was doing Poltergeist, which was the family besieged in their house uh, movie. That the Does Poltergeist have nearly as much fog? Yeah, this is I, one shot. Damn it! I wish the shot had fog in it, but the other <laughs> ones do. I promise. During, this during kid's the bedroom daytime. looks like a bar. During the well, during the daytime because they want the sunbeams coming. Yeah, 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 I know. Although it's if cool you, though. If you ever lived in the in the uh, high valley in the summertime, the air is full of dust. Cause oh, it, dust! Because it comes off the it comes off the desert over the mountains, and it's, it's often it gets it has that. You, know, you got brown lug disease. It often, yeah, it does. It often gets that. You know, the 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 whole atmosphere just gets that yellow. Um, you know, opening scene of Die Hard look. Hazy I glow. Mean, I mean, you know, you look at the opening scene of Die Hard and you go, wow, they really color corrected the shit it out gets, of that it, one. It but looks, you go, no, that's what Los Angeles looks like. That's It looks like that. <laughs> it looks like Mexico in uh, the Mexico uh, segment of uh, traffic. Yeah. You can make this an entirely different kind of sci-fi movie with one little addition to the globe. Just put another country right there in the center of the ocean. <laughs> just be like, wait, what? It's <laughs> not our universe. It's a parallel universe. I went into that. He's before. got the, uh, I remember noticing as a kid that he had the Star Destroyer playset back there and just be being like, oh my god, he has the same thing as me. Yeah. I had the uh, I had the plastic falcon. I never had a Star Destroyer. I just I had a Star Destroyer model. So I guess that little like pattern of hand gestures or whatever was like the imprinting in AI because now they're connected. <laughs> and ET e. starts falling asleep, and so does. No, that's how ETs connected. have sex. Yeah, yeah. They just wait. They at totally each other. just did it. They just do the scissor. Gesture. Now they're just ET. E. Just made him yeah. his bitch. Just there. He didn't yeah. know it, but he did. E. E. <laughs> Ellie doesn't get it, but he will. <laughs> yeah. Nine now months, this kid. Nine months later. You know, if I'm in this situation, I don't care how late I've been, how long I've been up. I don't get tired and fall asleep at this moment. No, no. Et yeah. is falling asleep, and because Elliot's connected to Et, it's oh, putting him. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. That's actually a trope called synchronization, where what <laughs> happens to one person happens to the other person, and it happened in Hellboy too, for example. Did it originate here? No. What did it originate? The prestige. <laughs> Aristotle. Aristotle. Uh, the yeah, Odyssey. exactly. The Odyssey. Yeah. Um, 
Did Jesus have a friend? <laughs> he did. <laughs> that died too? Yeah, it's weird. Barabbas, who was the guy next door. So No, Barabbas was the one that was let go oh, in Jesus' place. It would right. be the other guy. That's the parallel. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole thing. So, yeah, now, they're, they're playing the fuck out of these keys. We yeah. were talking well, about that's, this yesterday. That yeah, was yeah. The, the, the name of the character is Keys. keys you never, yeah. you never, and I, I did, when I watched this movie when, you know, in film school, I didn't – what? I didn't get why – why do we keep showing this guy's crotch? Right. Yeah, I didn't get the keys. I didn't, well, I didn't it, get Was the, the sound idea. mix different at that point? Because if it's not jingling, you don't necessarily go, yeah. they're doing the it's, keys. I just totally missed it. It was like, why are we looking at this guy's crotch? By the but way, the, 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 thing that, the thing that's awkward about it is that it's so focused on the keys. Right. And it's, it's building this character as this character is Keys. But then when the character actually pays off, he's not a the bag. character payoff, well, no, not, not, that even, not even that. Bag. That's a reversal, and that's fine. The character payoff has nothing to do with the keys right. themselves. It's just an identifier yeah. Yeah. thing. But it's not like he's like, I was the janitor the whole time or <laughs> exactly. whatever. It's just he's now, Or, or it, they, they lock themselves like in the shot. broom closet, and then shot. they're able to get yeah, in. Yeah, this is, this is a very yeah. Spielberg shot, all beautifully choreographed. Now, actually, someone mentioned earlier on about the kind of the weird attitude toward grown-ups and authority figures that most of them don't have faces in this movie. She's the only one. Um, well, Peter Coyote will show up, and the doctors will show up, but the teacher has no face. Right. Keys doesn't have a face. Well, until up, until, up until that point, that's and a lot of the adults are in silhouette. Face. Yeah, at all the, times. Here's uh, the dust that we're talking about. They're very much like uh, you know the Charlie, you know Charlie Brown's teacher. It's like you might as well have had them go <laughs> or Muppet <laughs> Babies <laughs> with Nanny. Yeah. So uh, it's it's an interesting choice that these these uh, authority figures are faceless in many cases. Uh, well, I think it's you know I, I think it's very specifically because Elliot li- like uh, like. Teague was talking about, you know, and and the the whole there's a whole thing about it's most of the film is shot from the level from of child of, level, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's basically when the when the government people become humanized, when when the reversal comes and you realize these aren't the evil government people here to like you know take ET and dissect the, the blah, blah. Yeah. They want it, they they want to or help him. They, right. they they're there to you know try to protect and, and help E.T., right. um, which is very unusual for, for this kind of movie. But but they also start – they treat Elliot you know, with respect as a person, and he becomes kind of on the same level as them, and that's when they all get faces because then he starts seeing them as people. Look at you um, and your bad self. But, uh, yeah, I can't uh, – oh, uh, what I was going to say about, by the way, the Reese's Pieces thing. Fucking Gertie, oh. go away. I s- <laughs> Look at what Michael yeah, did. He she, did this, that, and that. She, no, it's totally authentic. I'm not saying it's yeah. a bad character. I'm saying I hate it, that little no, girl. No, I mean <laughs> – I hate that completely authentic little we have, girl. We have all either had that little sibling or been right, that little sibling. Right. Yes. The, but I, I – I think uh, Reese's oh. Pieces went away for a little while. Oh, yeah, Michael, this is fun. And then they came back, like, in, in the, the 90s. 90s. And they, they did a bunch of ads for them and stuff like that, and it was, it was a big thing. And I, and I didn't know that they had been around, so people would tell me that he, that he was using Reese's Pieces to lure E.T., and I'm like, you're an idiot. Those didn't exist back then. <laughs> but no. they actually did, and there's, there's a whole backstory about how... Yeah, I mean, were, it's one of the famous... Yeah. Product placement was basically invented, invented here, for this yeah. movie, and, I mean, there's a fairly famous story of how... Uh, Spielberg went to the Mars company that makes M and M's and said, "I want, I have the scene, I want to use M and M's for it." And M and M said, "No, that's a or Mar- 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 yeah. Mars company." I don't. Well, you're going to have it. You're going to have a shark yeah, eat M and M's. Get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. Didn't, they didn't make a deal. Yeah. However, it is so he went to uh, Nestle, which I think is right. Reese's Pieces, and you know that they, they had this, you know, this kind of off-brand, like yeah, they're like M and M's, but with peanut butter, <laughs> but and, yeah, and oh, no one buys them or eats them ever. Okay, and uh, and, and then everyone fucking did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I like to I like to imagine that after this all happens, hey, Spielberg. What? It's my joke. No, it's not. It's totally. It was both of our jokes. Uh-huh. I like to imagine Corey that after Cartman. this, yeah, <laughs> after uh, uh, E. T. came out, 
Spielberg went back to Mars, the Mars company, and said, <laughs> yeah. "Hey, we're gonna do ET two. Do you want in on this one?" Yeah, yeah, sure, totally. Uh-huh. Too fucking bad. Psych. <laughs> By the way, I was, I was, ta- we were watching this scene yesterday, and he's like, "Here's Walrus Man. And this is Snaggletooth." I was like, "They, Those guys they all have names." Yeah. Okay. That's Ponda Baba. Yeah, but, and that's a, they, you know. but they didn't in 1982. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. My, one, of my, one of my supervisors at work has a uh, uh, an old school one sheet that was put out by Mattel or whatever and company it was. The Jaws reference, by the way. Uh, or maybe it was Hasbro, but it's like a one sheet showing all of the uh, all of the characters in their little action figure line, and it's pre they have names. So like IG88 was Stick Bounty Hunter and stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. Ponda Baba was uh, Squidman. Or something like that. He had. It, it would have been Walrus Man. Walrus Man. Walrus yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like it was that kind of thing. It's like, oh my god, dude, these are old. And well, then, he, and then there was he referenced um, Hammerhead, who doesn't even exist now in the movie. And then there was two different Lobots, and one of them was called Lobot, and the other one was called Lando's assistant. I was like, right. How, guys, left hand, right hand here, come on. Oh, and and we were sitting here yesterday with ET, just like being like, oh my god, it's like ET's been been taken hostage by one of those little yappy dogs. It's basically to his from his yeah, impersonation. He's, like, he's, he's a like, space-faring alien. He's I like this, got to get out of here. This fucking little pink thing has locked me in a room and it's babbling at me. When, what am I going to do? How, am I, how do I kill it? How do I kill it? When they're showing E.T. on E.T.'s homeworld, this is the scary, like, hostage sequence. Yeah, exactly. Like, Where E.T.'s like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah he's, sure. Uh-huh, yeah. The little uh-huh, E.T.'s clinging uh-huh, to Mom going, sure, he's going to uh-huh, get away, right, uh-huh, Mom? He's uh-huh, going to get away. Sure, he's going to be uh-huh. okay, right? Although, of course, I mean, now that we've seen The Phantom Menace, we know that E.T. knows all of those characters already. That's right. Yeah, because yeah. E.T., if you didn't know this, if you watch, uh, there's a sequence in the Senate in The Phantom Menace where they're saying, vote now, yeah, vote now. Gonna, there's a, they I'm cut to a wide shot, and in the bottom right corner, in the bottom right corner of that shot where you're seeing all the people, like, raising their arms going, vote now, you see three E.T.'s in one of those little uh, things that Yoda later threw. Yeah. That's when they're going to do the vote of no confidence, so you can For just skip right to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't have to watch Phantom Menace for that. Yeah, just yeah. Don't, don't hurt yourself. Yeah. Although I, Aren't I remember they also in the pod race somewhere. No, Aren't there no, no, no. In the pod no, no. But I remember reading an Entertainment Weekly article. Forgive me. Um, <laughs> at the time, and it was like little Easter eggs in this new Star Wars movie. And another thing is, there's a guy in the pod race who dies, and I forget his name. It might have been. I'll come up with it later. Yeah. But it there's that a, noise. There's, that a, was there's, a, there's a weird little alien guy that dies. It was and then the later, that Nedry makes. when yeah. Watto and Qui Gon Jinn, God, we're talking about a fat When Watto and Qui Gon Jinn are doing like, would you like me to take this to the huts? I'm sure they would. And you want to tell Qui Gon to stop being a bitch. Uh, in the background, there's a, like a door and a hallway, and you can see like his family walk by, and they're all crying. Oh. You can see the, the three kinds of alien, like the one that died walking by. Like, <laughs> how did ET do that? He he built up this Dude, entire right. wall of stuffed animals in front of himself. Dude, I've done that shit. After he went and I think, hid, I think he has he's a got one stuffed animal in front of him. He's well, he has telekinesis. Uh, telekinesis. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He does. Yeah, he has that too. Which oh. yeah, we'll get to that. And here we go. And we have now we this are whole into special scene. edition bullshit. Now, now, like moments like this, aside from the special edition thing, which is which is almost in a way kind of neat because it, it works a lot better than the Star Wars, you know, Jabba who just looks like. You know, he, they made a cone and put Jabba's face on it. Like it was, it was right. really primitive uh, CG comparatively. But um, yeah, I think the shading on fake CG it's really, works most of the time. It's really kind of interesting because it's totally, you know, they shot this stuff at the time, right. so he is reacting credibly because there was a puppet there. He's but, moving too much. This is the yeah. same thing that happened with Jabba. Yeah. Jabba yeah. doesn't move much. ET doesn't move much. Don't make him. Yeah. And then the right. next ET, shot, he's wobbling. It's clearly just not the same thing yeah. as in the rest of the movie. ET the has be- the behavior is very clearly different. Yeah, he moves more slowly. I mean, it's it's almost the kind of thing. You could you could almost credit it because they make a point. You know, he's only thirty five pounds, even though he's like he looks like he'd be you know at least probably eighty, 80 or something. Or something. Yeah. Um, it's like well, he's 
I guess gravity affects him differently. Maybe that's why he moves so slowly because like, all right, this is fucking crazy, and I need to yeah. just because gravity is twice as strong yeah. here as it is on ET world, or the opposite, it's less or whatever. But ET totally behaves like a cat, though. Most of the time, he's being cat-like. Yeah, he's sort of like I mean, even right here he's where he's like peering at the water and, and he's yeah. like poking the water and all that stuff. But 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 little moments. Little moments like when he extends his neck and then like the expression to be tall on his face. and sort of smirky. Yeah, the the, the smirky subtlety there. I'm like, okay, that's good. There are a couple places where they enhance the puppet with those kinds of expressions and stuff. That's like, okay, like I I'm I'm still the kind of person who I was like, I like how the puppet is just like eh, the whole time, just because <laughs> that's. That's just of Yoda. the time, and that's Yoda. how it is, you know? That's the character for that movie yeah. based on the movie that we saw at six years exactly. old. Exactly. Yeah. But but I'm like, okay, it gives him a little more character. It, it makes him more human, which, you know, it's... it's yeah, I would have no up. problem if they went back through E.T. and replaced his face and just his face. Right. Not his behavior, right. not his movements, but just sort of articulated his eyes a little bit more. Right. Pupils dilate. Right. Which is what they did. Which is in some places what they did. That's fine with me. And frankly, I would be... I would not... Wow, fucking watch me walk on this plank. I would not want this to be the only fucking version of Star Wars I'm ever able to buy again. But I would be interested to see what ILM could do right now with Yoda's face and Empire Strikes Back, not moving his, not changing his body, but just sort of distorting his well, lips a little bit more so he's not so open-closed. Open there's, closed. A, there's a guy that, I think his name is Adiwan, uh, who made his own version of the oh, special revisited, edition. Right? Uh, yeah, I think, that, I think that's what it's he called. He did uh, Star Wars Revisited. Yeah, well, he yeah. did. He did, basically did his own special edition of A New Hope, and that's when it comes to a lot of the aliens, including Greedo, that's basically what he did. He made Greedo's eyes He just, blank. like, distorted their eyebrows so it kind of did a thing when he was Yeah, right. they make expressions yeah, and he, stuff he, like he that. He added a little bit little of Little bitty changes. And I know, is, he's, I know he's working on Empire. I don't know if he's finished it at this oh, point yeah. or not, but I'm but that's what a special edition, if you're going to do, do it, that's what it ought to do. Yeah. Like, and leave the movie alone, but just clean up the, the yeah. seams a little. And the best, the most successful stuff, I, you know, right now, nowadays, the, everyone who doesn't know what they're doing, which is studio people, tend to like, oh, we'll just <laughs> do it digitally. Everybody. Which I, but I think, I think that there is, if just you know, if you know both worlds, well, I'm talking about a movie you would make nowadays right now, is like make a puppet that's real and go, well, the puppet that's, you know, the puppet can do this and this and this and this, but eye blinks are always been hard and, you know, these things are always hard and, and plan the digital augmentation of right, the puppet right, right. right from the get-go. It's What you can do then is amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what is possible uh, a great, a, a really great example of that, um, uh, the, despite the fact that I didn't think the movie was that great, where the wild things are. Um, oh, it was I, it was yeah, I, the, which the I had no one else saw. Of. Yeah, the creatures are great. Yeah. Um, it's they're, they're big suits, and then the faces were basically frozen, but then they then replaced they, them. Yeah, and it's like it works great it's as awesome. opposed to a kid acting to a big empty frame. With, yeah, exactly, you know, right. exactly. By the way, we talked about this yesterday. This is the <laughs> the second Magic Bean where he <laughs> both plays football and openly plays Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it's like yeah, <laughs> no person like that exists. Really. Yeah, you know what's actually was they str- do they may now they invader, didn't at the time. Yeah, exactly. You know what you know what. He me. does a really good Yoda, by the way. <laughs> he does. I, that's something I've always remembered from childhood as well. You know what struck me when I saw this movie fresh just the other day is the fact that they're playing Dungeons and Dragons in the beginning of the movie, and and uh, or something akin to Dungeons and Dragons. Clearly, they don't name it, but um, but the fact that you know there was a famous episode of Community. Just yes, recently. Yeah, yeah. Was the, it was, I've only seen that one clip from, but you know, killed me, and I want to. It's see a the great whole, episode. It's hysterical. But you know, this, the, the network didn't want that. Yeah, I just read that article. Because the network it, yeah. really tried hard. Really to kill tried that hard, to, and they were like, uh, and 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 the network's complaint was that 
I, the the excerpt I read wasn't is like was it because Dungeons and Dragons promotes Satanism I or love this or because no, no one was, would get it? Yeah, it was because yeah. audiences <laughs> wouldn't connect because audiences don't play D and D, so therefore they wouldn't. Connect. I love it's the like, way E. T. runs with his arms straight up. Yeah. It's like in Jurassic Park when Lex runs across the kitchen with her arms straight yeah. out. Just, it's yeah. like well, yeah. it's like because she's it's screaming like when, at him and he's running at her, and I'm like. I almost feel like that's the Elliot connection there. He's like, oh, she's not going to hurt me, so I'm just going to fuck with her yeah. now. You know? <laughs> it's like Kermit applauding. Yeah! <laughs> but, but yeah, the idea that you know you want to you know, you go back to that meeting and go, you know, E.T. Yeah. did okay, and it has done... You know, it's not, yeah, that's just... Yeah, you're still in studios. Those but, haven't see, changed. but I would actually like to re- revisit the original cut and see... If that scene is extended, because I really feel like that scene wasn't as long right. as, as in the in be. the in the treatment for the aborted sequel, Nocturnal Fears, uh, they those guys are referred to as his D and D friends. So even if it's not explicitly said here, it is thought okay. that they okay. were, by by the filmmakers they are right. playing D. Well, clearly that's what the scene is about. I yeah, just feel like yeah. it was more truncated in the original. You know, I've never but. gamed. I understand gaming culture really well, and all of my friends are gamers. I've just never I, done that. I think I I've would done enjoy it. It's it. fun. I have never it's like D and D like you know role playing game. I'm a you know I'm a I have kind of a my sad roommate, little Warcraft habit right now, but that's very different. My, I, no, but I've I never done tabletop I, gaming like that. My roommate likes to run games. We should we should we should do one. I would, I would be down. I would to do love that. to do. it. I would like to try one. I did a little little role playing, not D and D, but a little tabletop in in school, and I also did Warhammer, but. I've never he, done he's like big a, on Warhammer, but but yeah. but D and D as well. I, I would be the one I that I'd be the like most full on. That's the one I know the most cultural references to, yeah. and I'd be the most comfortable trying it. Yeah, the, I, I mean, if the, I knew everybody, and I was kind of drunk. Yeah, the thing about the thing about D and D is how it, you know it's a framework. It's not it's not like right. you sit down and you play a game that everyone else plays. Like you've got a framework, you've got rules, and then you've the, got a character in a world, and you're improving your way through the, it. The GM game master used to be DM dungeon master, but there's not a lot of dungeons necessarily anymore. <laughs> actually, in the game, but uh, it basically creates the game, and and you can buy pre you know prefab right. campaigns and stuff. But um, the we people should, who are we really should into I, Chad, uh, who has been on this a couple of times, has YouTube talked role about, played. Yeah, yeah. has, has yeah. What, is a big role player and has talked about doing it. Um, but I think Chad just came in third it. in like a Vampire the Masquerade competition regionally. It's like, wow. Chad, <laughs> you're passing pretty well. I thought you were yeah, like a jockey kind of guy. Yeah. So, okay, then. Yeah. Magic the Gathering. I feel like... I feel like yeah, magic the Gathering, magic. Yes. Oh, wow. Cards? That's... Mm. That's something else. That's, yeah. so, that's, so, that's oh, the one oh, I looked down my nose that's at. So By the way, we should yeah. point out that this is a really interesting use of a push-pull trombone yeah. shot. I've never yeah. seen this kind of use for it before. No. At least since I've become aware of push-pull as a thing. Yeah. Yes. And, and then, then having here, the lens break, and into then the it frame. comes back to it does it again back to his keys. Look, yeah, keys, you see. those keys. fucking keys. In the special edition, in the special special edition, there's a dick hanging out every single time. <laughs> I those know. Keys. They had to paint that out, and then they put it back in. It was really confusing. They replaced it with a kazoo, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's a walkie-talkie just uh, poking. <laughs> they replaced out of the guy's his. Pants. They replaced his wobbling penis with a walkie-talkie for the kids. Yeah. So we haven't touched on. Well, there's there's one. But I'm I'm going to test your trivial knowledge right now. This movie was written by. Uh, Matheson, Melissa uh, Matheson, Matheson, Melissa yeah. Matheson, who at the time was Harrison Ford's wife, Mrs. Or, Harrison Ford, correct? Who at the time was Harrison Ford? Still, <laughs> it was <laughs> was Harrison Ford. So, so it was a family. It was a family movie right from the get go. You know, it's like, you know, it's bizarre. It was also the first movie that uh, Kathleen she just Kennedy does that. She's like, I'm going to take him the flowers. I'm going to bring him flowers here. It's also well, the first th- movie that Kathleen Kennedy produced. I mean, she'd been oh, sort of really? assistant to Spielberg before then, had worked on movies with him, but this was her first producing. Every time I see Kathleen Kennedy, like, that's a name that you shouldn't, you, the same way you really shouldn't, <clears throat> aside from, I was going to say Andy Serkis, but no, he actually shows up as an actor now and then. 
Uh, it's one of those things that is only something you would know. Rick McCallum, that's a good one. Yeah. You only know from behind the scenes shit over the years. You don't actually, you don't ever see them. You don't see them in interviews they're on Conan. A, they're not actually, a celebrity, but, Kathleen, but it's also, it's also a, name. Is a name that I that I see so yeah, often. You see right, exactly. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, that's it's what I'm usually, saying. And usually it's Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he he does more directing now, but uh, they were a producing team for 20 years, directing, producing, you know. Most everything Zemeckis made and everything Spielberg made was produced by by Marshall and, and Kennedy. Anyway, uh, what I was going to say is Kathleen Kennedy. Um, I want to I want to just call her up and be like, "Hey, Kathleen, you know you're you're an attractive lady. You're getting on in years, but you're, you look good." That's not you, the you, way you to you should, launch you, that conversation. You should, you should, <laughs> so you know, depends you should, on where you want it to go. I was going to say you should stop this Botox thing because uh, she's getting to the point where she's always stunned in interviews. Just talking about oh when we shot well, that, but she looks yeah, like. Ah, well, on the other hand, like, you, you could take any interview clip of Kathleen Kennedy and put in the background. Dee, 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 dee. Yeah, no, no. Sort of like, but on the other hand, nowadays she has to do interviews for you know Revenge DVDs of the and Fallen shit. and stuff like that. Yeah. So she probably is like, I made what? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so she's yeah, she is stunned. She's sedated, is what yeah. that is. She's heavily sedated. Uh, well, uh, apparently. Uh, the bulk of E.T. or a lot of E.T. was written on the set of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, Melissa Matheson was... hanging out you know, with nothing to do. Just hanging on the set. They had this weird fantasy of John Rhys-Davies playing E.T. And- I, I like to picture the genesis of Indiana Jones as being like just Spielberg or Lucas... Lucas talking to Harrison Ford on the set of Star Wars going, yeah, I have this idea about a guy. He's an archaeologist and you know he runs around and he kind of gets stuff. <laughs> so I, I it, well, it was almost that according to the story. We, we talked about it on the radio. They were commentary. they were you know in Hawaii building sandcastles like fags, and they <laughs> yeah like, yeah that's yeah. basically how George Lucas <laughs> pitched it to him. So I, I like to have that that same kind of idea about like okay, so they have that idea about raiders, and now they're on the set of raiders. Like yeah, I have this other idea about an alien. He befriends a kid, and it's, it's and, Har- and Harrison's <laughs> like, is that me? Am I wait, the wait, alien? Wait, am, I, am I the kid or am I the alien? Yeah. But, well, but his not, girlfriend, you're not in it, sweetheart. That's fine. I'm going to marry a very skinny woman then. You're out. <laughs> well, I, I also love the idea because it, it, <laughs> it talks about uh, on IMDb. It describes him as like dictating it to her, and she would write. Right. It. I love the idea that like he shoots the the car chase scene. He's like, cut. All right, and then the flowers come back to life. We're ready. Okay, so go, action. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because um, there, there's there's I have I have two lines of input that are going to collide for a, a, an observation. Let me put them both up first. Drew Barrymore had a lot of weird little childish tics that everyone has. But Drew Barrymore's life also stopped right after this. So she never lost them. With me? Okay, so you arrive at Charlie's Angels where she's all sex machine, but she looks and behaves exactly the same way. <laughs> it is. Other than that she, is wrong. Other than she now has that kind yeah, of valley girl. faux, no, it's a Princess Leia, you'd think I was British kind of the inflection Madonna thing, thing yeah. that she does But now. it's funny because when she starts talking, her mouth literally rotates 90 degrees and she becomes Picasso paintings. Just <laughs> <laughs> Her lips are a vertical slit on her face. I would make a visual comparison, but you know where I was going to go anyway. It's weird to see her all sexy now because she behaves and talks the same way as fucking Gertie. And I know Gertie is a five-year-old. I don't like my feelings. Yeah, I think I I I, I admire Skywalker. I man. admire Drew Barrymore because Mickey you know, is petting me consolingly. Thank I you. admire Drew Barrymore because you know she came through the fire and she came out functional yeah, on the other totally, end. Yeah. you know that I think she's yeah. Doing actually, well. Whatever yeah. else you want to, I like. I'm not a big fan of Drew Barrymore as an actress. I like her as fine. a person, but you have to give her some but props. As a human being, she still exists, and yeah. that's yeah. mad props. And she still she's exists not without dead. being a train wreck. Now she's yeah. actually got her head on. Yeah, it's basically just her and she's doing okay. Yeah, she's not Jeff Conaway. By the way, the you know there's an interesting that scene with with et in like the closet is like a really interesting kuleshov thing where like just the the uh the cutting uh, back and the forth. cutting back and forth because he's he's looking at the coloring book he's like hmm dog 
I'll bring those flowers back to life. That's better. Back to the coloring book. It's like, where, where was the logic in what just happened there? Why did we see that pattern of action? Kid, kid in the denim jacket with the headband. That is C. Thomas Howell. That is the tiny wow. priest oh, C. Wow. Thomas Howell. There he is. Who, if you see him in, in – look in any other 80s movie like Red Dawn or the, the Runner with the Wanderers or whatever the Coppola movie was that everyone's in. Um, he's in that. Or or since in many fine asylum films. He's in now. He has done many asylum films. Good for I him. actually don't know what Sintus Supremus is from D&D. That's probably from like – uh, you know, first nerd, that, yeah. But I do understand zero charisma. That's a yeah, pretty good comeback. Is, 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 <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's, pr- that's, that's a pretty basic. Uh, that's unfortunate. Now, well, can I, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to bring this up a second ago. It, it's it's Elliot. Elliot. He, doesn't, it he, he doesn't have anything better. And he he went eventually, with, dude, he went with penis breath earlier. This yeah. is a step up. And he eventually, he eventually breaks down into shut up, Greg. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I know you are, but what am I? Yeah. I wanted to bring this up a second ago, standing out in front of the school bus. But to put a weird uh, little flavor on, I love doing this. Places that movies were shot. If ever there's two completely different movies that had like a, a locationish area, not perfectly, yeah. but close. Uh, in in Independence Day, Will Smith's neighborhood is probably pretty close to this wow. because there's that shot looking yeah. down at the, you're at looking the ship at the LA and basin. you're looking yeah. down past the two from Tahunga. So Will basin. Smith, when it, when he so comes, you're out, actually looking at the valley when you're looking well, you're looking. At that shot. You can't really. Yeah. The valley will be off to your right, kind of covered by a mountainish kind of thing. But yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. But when Will Smith steps out and gets the paper and he's reading and then he kind of you look past him and then all of a sudden people are like packing their vans with and shit and the helicopter flies same, past same area maybe not yeah. the same neighborhood but same within a couple miles of this a little shaking they be running so um, earth yeah, shaking and, they run and yes if uh, not even a six pointer go back you, to sleep if you ever go to the Tonga area which I lived in for, for many 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 years um, it is not adjacent to a res- redwood forest it is, it is adjacent <laughs> yeah. to a desert with scrubland it is adjacent to a freshly burned mountain the other thing that freaked me out because I did not know this and I, as soon as I saw this I was like oh my freaking God, that's Erica Aleniak. The little blonde girl is Erica Aleniak. Who's who that? A couple of years later, went on to pose in Playboy and appear uh, in movies. Well, like, of course she did. Appear in movies like uh, Under Siege, which is kind of one of her big things. Um, <gasps> that's that, her. That's who it is. And uh, not to be confused with Larissa Olenek, who was Alex Mack. Yeah, that's the one I know. Look at this. Yeah. Look at the fucking sun. Yeah. So, well, it's afternoon in the valley, and that's Welcome to Los Angeles in the eighties. But the um, and then and then she actually appeared in an asylum esque movie. Um, you know, it's kind of like the well, no longer a sex kitten, now just gonna have to be an. Act. And she was really good. I was like really struck, like wow, she's like you know, she can act. How about that? But yeah, it's freaky to see her in this. And Ooh, go, she I like totally. There. Ten years later, she was in a. Well, she was her. topless no. with Steven Seagal. It's the one can I, Dude, is, ever, is, but who is hasn't the, been? She's the one. She's the one in the Quiet Man thing. She's the girl that they're going to feature later. But yeah. she's, you've only just seen the her one in the that he like so does far. the the, they do the New quiet, York City picture yeah. sailor kiss later. It's, no, that's that's the Quiet Man, which is one. Of, which is like, okay, Spielberg. Yeah, John Ford. Okay, what yeah. the hell? The, uh, Stray in the chat room. Frank is saying, and she's in the Blob Tray. Oh, that is true. This, she is in the the, the scene that that passed a little ways ago with um, ET in the closet. We're past it. Move on. Yeah, with the, well, with <laughs> the mom. No, but with this big, is this big is laugh in the theater. Big laugh because in the this theater. is this is the way you know eighty Spielberg and like you know American Zoetrope and and that little collective and stuff worked. Apparently, that was according to you know the IMDb trivia and stuff. That was based on a dream Zemeckis had. Like he just Wait, woke up. What sequence like, was that? The just. You know, E.T.'s face among the stuffed animals, and so mm, the mom okay. doesn't see it. Zemeckis just like, like, had a dream and called Spielberg. It was like, oh, my God, dude, you know what you should totally do in your alien movie? <laughs> like a half-asleep voicemail? I, I guess so, and that Spielberg did. And so there it is. But apparently, Dude, imagine being Bob Zemeckis in the 80s then. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Let's well, talk was, about this. He was doing okay. While we're watching E.T. Now, see, there, be, uh, oh, go ahead. there you're seeing what E.T. is. I mean, that's an unaugmented E.T. It's a, it's a, in this case, it's a little person in a suit. It's R2-D2 but they, skin. But they left yeah. it that way because it's fucking hysterical the way he's walking. 
bubbling. Exactly. Because <laughs> you think he's just going to go, whoa, fuck. And, and, and he, he does because he's yeah. drunk. Yeah, so yeah when sometimes he goes over and he's just going over because you know, imagine what it's like to walk around in that thing. And other times it's built, it's this hydraulic-y puppet built by Carlo Rambaldi who had a heyday that I never quite understood because his, you know, Carlo Rambaldi would make these like – over-engineered things, and everyone's like, "Oh, because he did Alien, and that kind of put him on the map." But then he, you know, he he'd done he before that he did King Kong, famously the King Kong that isn't actually in King Kong. That was the big the deal. The seventies one. Or? Yeah, that was the big deal. He did the King Kong. He's like, King Kong is full size. He's actually will articulate. It's the full scale. We're shooting it for real. And of course, if you see the movie, there's exactly one shot of that f- ridiculously expensive full size King Kong, where it's the cl- one that climbs the twin towers. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a, and it's but they used it Universal for decades. Well, no, not the same one. No, because that thing didn't work. Um, the the uh, movie props don't. Immediately, get, <laughs> there's a complete rebuild when you make a theme park attraction out of it, because um, it actually has to work. But but there's one <laughs> shot, there's one shot of a uh, of King Kong where it's just it's like this giant statue that goes. And its arms move a little yeah, bit. That is the elbows at the sides, arms yeah, going up. That is the only shot of the actual hyped King Kong, and the rest of it is Rick Baker on miniature sets that they shot at the last minute to try and finish the movie. In, uh, with. By the way, I think this oh. is incredibly wrong. When I when I dissected I frogs, in we didn't have to kill them. Yeah, when I yeah. dissected yeah. frogs, they came in little vacuum form bags. Yeah, they, they came pre dead. Yeah. Like that. Um, but but yeah. right here, I was like, okay. You know, because there was there was always a to thing make at the, the time kids watch the people, frogs die of people who would it's ob- like saw yeah there were people who would <laughs> object to you know their yeah. kids being in it or the kids wouldn't want to do it and blah 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 and I never understood that and then finally rewatching this I'm like oh that is fucked up yeah, yeah here's I, my yeah, thing yeah, I, I, I was one of those kids you were just talking about in uh, let's see this would have been fourth grade Mrs Simmox S I M M O X in Arkansas track her down and beat her up. Um, don't do that. We don't had to do. Uh, don't actually do that. I changed her name. It wasn't a real name. We're not subject to uh, FCC her, uh, regulations. I changed her fucking we? name. I can. I can. I just. I wanted to spell it for, whatever. We had to do a a, a bug array where you, you you find cool bugs and you put a pin through we them and they that. and they die kind of on the pin, just kind of erp, 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 moving, moving, stopping, dead. And I didn't want to do that because I I'd grown up. My mom uh, and dad were were such that when I was I'm whenever, okay with that. Fuck I, bugs. I would find a, no, not me though. Well, now I am fucking. Ugh. But um, but I still have trouble killing anything, much less hunting or anything like that. But at the time, I was uh, I was failing that class, and it was a like a two hundred point project. Like it could completely change the way your grade was going that semester. And my mom was trying to convince me to do it. And it's like I'm absolutely not going to go find a butterfly and kill it like that. That's absolutely for school project. Explain explain that to the butterfly real quick. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm not going to do that shit. And we ended up doing a thing well, where if I, was I found cancer, uh, mom. Right, maybe I found yeah. uh, and I, uh, what I ended up doing, uh, and no one knew. They just thought I had a really shitty bug collection. What I ended up doing was going around my garage for like a weekend, like all day, both days, finding dead bugs and putting them on pins. And I, <laughs> I had like ten spiders and two flies. It's like, oh, that's great, Teague. Well, fucking done. <laughs> anyway, so he's learning cruelty. Two hundred points. It cracked me up <laughs> again. I totally forgot. We that, did have uh, to do a frog once, and I uh, panicked and left the room. The the AT and T commercial or whatever was the the belt that commercial about biograph. That's a real commercial that was actually airing at the time, you know. So it's like, what, it's like I haven't seen that commercial in thirty years. And by golly, I remember that commercial because there was no getting away from it at the time. I like when he flicks the frog. I imagine right in the eye, it. kills it. Yeah, yeah. Right. back to the forest. But all right, well, there's more. I'll, I'll fix it. Crushed him in a jar. Now, yeah, there's a, if you actually watch the scene, they must have stepped on so many frogs yeah. shooting this scene because they didn't actually care. Not all the frogs no. made it through this scene. Right. Yeah. Uh, the now here's where, especially watching it now, it really was kind of like. The, the Quiet Man reference is kind of like, really? You know, and that's not special edition. That was in the original movie. 
But it's kind of like, really? What the? What yeah, the? I think they're doing this, a thing, Trey. The th- I know they're doing a thing, and it's like, and why are oh, they why doing, are you a doing a thing? I'm, I'm, I think we're at the point. Yeah, we're at the, the point. We've here. already had too much time, and I'm gonna, my, we've already spent too much time saying that they're linked. Yes, exactly. You know, it's right. well established. We already got it. We right. got it. We don't have to go all that. To, to way. actually throw in a completely arbitrary John Ford reference, you know, is kind of like okay. I I, 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 this is uh, unrelated, but in the chat room, Zarbin just cracked me up. He says, uh, I think Elliot and E.T. should have been struck by lightning and switched bodies. Wait! I call copyright on that. <laughs> yeah. That's mine. So anyway. it's, it's one of those See, things where you like go, where she's oh, stepping so around right there, absolutely killed frogs on take one. Yeah, right. it's like, look at that. She just kicked one. She yeah. just freaking kicked he, one. Elliot even looks down like, wait, what? Yeah, oh. Yeah. <laughs> the kid playing Elliot is still sort of like, oh, fuck it. Hey, hey, hey. No, there's gore. Look, at there's like a, there's like a gore on the, there's fucking frog guts on the floor. Red loogie. All right, let's uh, let's take a second here and talk about. No wonder she. No wonder she posed for Playboy and became a stripper for Steven Seagal. This I mean, is a, this Jesus, is a great scene to, to, to start this discussion. Uh, we're getting we're, today is our Spielberg day. Now we're, today we're recording this in War of the Worlds. Uh, let's talk about what 1980s, early 80s Spielberg means. Well, I was saying, I was, I, I was saying right after we announced ET, I'm like, oh fuck, we should have done Close Encounters because that's yeah. a, that that's the you know the the bizarro world version of war of the worlds when his whole mm. thing was like you know people were freaked out about aliens and it's like the whole point of close encounters and et is uh you know they're not they're not here to hurt us they're here to yeah. be friends and war of the worlds is like just they're totally they're fucking, fucking they're totally and, he, and he, totally has said, he has and said they've recently, been here all along yeah. he has said recently that he actually has become more cynical about that i mean it's like at the same time while he's softened on certain things and it's like he now he's like he takes things more personally, but the big picture he's more cynical. You know, Close Encounters. He has said more famously recently that you the know, dad just leaves the family. Yeah, he would never write a movie like that in which the climax is when a guy abandons his family. Yeah. You know, that's like that's and try and make that the hero. That's a, a twenty five year old's movie. That's not a, a yeah, exactly. Movie. That's a guy with no family, which he didn't have. And in fact, he said many times that this movie, working with these kids, was what made him go. I would like to actually have a family. This movie started him down the road of of actually starting a family. So good job, ET. But uh, but as far as the world itself, it you know the idealist you know young twenty five year old however old he was thirty Spielberg was like yes when the aliens come if they're advanced if they're truly advanced they won't come to kill us I mean you know they would be beyond that well he doesn't think that anymore <laughs> he's 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 like no it's like. I, I actually, but he's, I actually but do. Ulti- he's ultimate, ultimately, the motivations of ET and his race make a lot more sense than the motivations of the race from World right. of Worlds. I actually do personally think hey, you if, don't know if, the motivation from if World an alien is going to come. Well, all okay. this you just know that they're retarded and didn't catch on to the whole yeah. microbes thing. But, I, but I, uh, one, yeah. one thing I do, I do like about <laughs> hey, save it. Spielberg is, uh, is a uh, you know more of a skeptic now because he believed. This stuff at the yeah. time, and he believed in Area Fifty One yeah, and Visitation. Oh, really? he does, he he, and he very... doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't so much now. Yeah, because he, he, he in basically every way, Steven Spielberg is the opposite Calm of Dan Aykroyd. Yes, he, he believed. <laughs> I mean, he right. believed in the, um, a, or he he at least thought it was really possible. Interesting, you know, and yeah, really interesting. Possible. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. And his his whole thing. He talks about it on the Close Encounters DVD, and I'll bring it up again when we do that movie. I'm sure. But huh. he he says he's like. Um, and this this is a great point that I've heard other you know other skeptics bring up, and it's but he seems to have arrived at it on his own, which is great organically. Yeah. Um, he's like, if this were really happening, then you know more people have video cameras, more people have, right. have stills yeah. cameras. We would have, and a, we would have a proportional around, increase yeah, of evidence. We would have right. an increase of evidence, and instead there's been a decrease. Right. Yeah. And that dun, says a dun, lot. Dun, that Shyamalan that, twist. Yeah. yeah. That, that is the key point behind yeah. all of that. Exactly. Because I remember as a kid, I mean, I, I, I wasn't raised religious in any, way, in any way, shape, or form. You went to Catholic school. 
I wasn't raised religiously in any way, shape, or form. I didn't go to Catholic school till high school. Okay, and so at, and that was because of, it, it was a school, it was not for, because yeah, of the Catholic. Part. Exactly, it was completely Catholic, irrespective of the religious. Catholic schools actually tend other other they're than the, they make you learn yeah. about the Bible. They tend to be good schools. Uh, they don't uh, make you learn about the Bible. Catholicism yeah. is not into the Bible at all. But anyway, now anyway, mine had compulsory religion classes. Brian religion has a point. Classes, Wait, Brian yeah. has a anyway. point. Then Trey had a point. Go so so. I wasn't raised religiously in any way, shape, or form. So for me, coming to the conclusion of being an atheist was a very easy, like, well, wait a second, Santa Claus doesn't really make no sense, so God's kind of kind of the same thing. But being who I am as a kid, I held on to ghosts and aliens and Area 51 a lot longer than I ever did to God. And it took me longer to go, no, well, you know, actually, it doesn't really make any Man, sense. I was all about the, all that stuff, the Loch Ness yeah. Monster. Yeah, fucking, absolutely. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I see the appeal there, and I still do. I'm still I, like, as do I. God, I wish that were true. Me Mike, too. Mike me is too. still like maybe a hundred grand away from an, expe- an expedition to Brazil to find a lost world. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. seriously, I, I was, there, there was a point where. There was a point where I thought I was going to get into science, and I, I, I was looking at serious biology and marine biology and stuff like and cri- that. Like Dude, cryptozoology. There was a point when I yeah. was considering cryptozoology as well. Oh, you and bag- th- And then I finally was like <laughs> – but then I was like, yeah, those aren't real. If you're being really honest with yourself. That makes yeah. me – and threw, it made me sad. I was like, the world would be so much more it interesting does. if all that fucking weird shit was out there. Uh, Trey, oh. what were you going to say a, a while ago before we got but off on the whole plenty, thing? There is plenty of weird shit out there. Science is yes, awesome. Exactly. Yes. That's the thing. Bacteria like, that survives on arsenic, sir. Real science there is, is more. There is more in, uh, on heaven and earth than is dreamt of in your philosophy, Horatio. Thank you, Tim Minchin slash Shakespeare. I think that's correct. <laughs> that sounds that's, right. That's correct. But, you have they, the, it. but the funny thing is, people try to use that against scientists. To yeah. Be like, no, yeah. but there's ghosts. There. Yeah. It's yeah. like, no, no, the the other thing. No, Holy right. shit, you missed that's the whole point. A, that rarely yeah. happens. You missed the whole point. Yeah, that's weird yeah. that you missed the whole point. I was gonna say I, I, this analogy as my analogy is when they the, to the argument of well, any truly advanced technological species would have evolved beyond any kind of you know cruelty or or uh, you know desire to conquer. I'm like, do you think the cows have that conversation? Yeah. <laughs> like they're in the conversation. Well, I mean, that boy, look at their technology. It's like yeah. clearly they're not going to hurt us. I mean, they're close. They're so advanced. I mean, you know, it's like, hey, hey, dude, what's a sledgehammer for? Bang! <laughs> right there that, goes your theory. Nope, that's a good point. You've convinced me. <laughs> I was just, I was just saying. I'm like, no, I feel like if they cross the yeah. distances, and, they probably figured. And their here's shit the point. Out. No, no, and we're related right. to them. Yeah, and we kill them for yeah. food. No, you're right. Imagine when it's like, ooh, look at this, like vermin. We, that's got to go. <laughs> and it's then funny. we'll move in. As a result of the conversation and not the movie, we ran into a trope from the movie. Here's Mickey. It's called humans are morons, which is <laughs> obviously humans are morons, but it's where uh, the species that is in the movie is far more technologically advanced, and yet the humans somehow seem more intelligent or, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm not making any sense now because I'm retarded, so I'll give back. <laughs> because humans is, are morons. The point is, it's averted. <laughs> so you're proving your point. It's averted in this movie. Is where they, they bring it up ma- and say they avert this. I can't make my point, and therefore I've made my point. Thank <laughs> you. you. I think my point is made. <laughs> but prior to all this. I want to. I want to talk about. We we really haven't as a group. We've done a bunch of Kubrick. Cu- cu- fucking listen to me. Kubrick. <laughs> Kubrick. Kubrick. I well, prefer Kubrick's early period. Well, we are a nuclear <laughs> family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard Patton's <laughs> latest Bond mole? <laughs> it's all the rage. Now you've got salons. a beard you can stroke when uh, you say that. Right, and right. I do. Somebody yeah. actually called me out on yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> either way. You can't not do it. Go on. Pause. Uh, Spielberg in the eighties play like. 
what what is the difference? I guess what when people say early Spielberg, uh, Spielberg, fuck, I did it again. Spielberg. Spielberg. That was the AI thing. Uh, but when J.J. Abrams is saying, "I want to do early Spielbergy feel," what is he referring to? Sentimentality and kids and aliens are our friends. Is that just it, or is it something more than that? Well, I don't raw think, emotional I don't, sentimentality. I, I would, think. yeah, I would be curious to hear what J.J. Abrams thinks early Spielberg is based on you know super because because I think you're right. I think it's very much sentimentality and all that stuff. And I think I, didn't we establish? I'm sorry, I'm the only one in, the, in this room who has seen Super 8 at this I saw point. it. I okay, saw you it. have seen it. But okay. I, Carry Teague, on then. Teague you, and I have not. You may okay. speak then. Carry um, on. But yeah, it's it's very... Uh, well, that's really impressive then based on oh, you having uh, not seen it because okay. it is very much... Well, I am very small. Yeah, yeah. it is, it is <laughs> very much... He has a beard. Much, <laughs> do you see my beard? <laughs> <laughs> Trey, looking, is that why you have a beard so people listen? I just look really, you know, so, so we're intellectual. I can, also, I, it gives I, me a I chin. I have contacts and a, and a razor, but fuck it. It gives me a chin. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to doing Super 8. Uh, me too. Down in front. But 80s Spielberg. Um, 80s Spielberg. Go. Yeah, there's there's a lot of sentimentality. There, there, like I said, it's it's almost, a, um, you know, the, the family dramas of that time. He... Mm-hmm. he He's making those movies and then injecting science fiction into them, or right. not necessarily. Like, I mean, well, like what you, you said earlier, Jaws is science fiction. It's but like what you I'll, said earlier with he's making Kramer, Kramer, Kramer versus Kramer, and an movie, alien yeah, just yeah. kind of walks into it. Yeah, exactly. And I think Jaws is kind of the same way. Close it Encounters is. is definitely the same way. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's that's his thing. He's he's his movies are very much about real people. Being put, you know, ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances, right. type of thing. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I. Before the spectacle to. took over, yeah. because it was right. so it so much harder to do. It's back awe then. in the absence of spectacle. Yeah. Yeah, not a, not the absence, but but the spectacle. Awe in limited spectacle is and, very and a well chosen. Amount of spectacle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's what it struck me about Super Eight as well. Ooh. Without reaction over action, giving away too many spoilers, but it it, it definitely does take much more care than the average like summer schlockbluster movie does to establish characters and really. Give, you know, really, like, really tell you emotionally where these characters are and where they're coming from. And, and again, I haven't seen it, but I would say, yeah. like, imagine really exploring their reactions to that spectacle as opposed to just, like, Transformers is just yeah, spectacle, Transformers spectacle, is just, spectacle. like, you know, character development in Transformers or, you know, what other piece of crap could I name? Zombieland. That just, like, <laughs> he's afraid of clowns. We're done. That's it. That's all yeah, the... right. He's, and he's played by a nerd, so he, I guess he's kind of a nerd, right? Everybody clear? Here comes zombies. Uh, right. that's, that's that kind of just like lazy ass, like you know, character. And I char- don't think Jesse Eisenberg is a nerd personally. Yeah. I know nerds. So Carrying your own character development is easy. You know, it's like, I know nerds. Dude, nerds are old, a friend the, of mine. This, this movie made now. The older brother would totally be Jesse Eisenberg. This, this movie and and you know what's so striking about Super Eight is like, wow, who does that? You know, who actually takes that? I wouldn't time. mind that. I wouldn't mind Jesse Eisenberg as the older brother in this movie. Yeah, he really would be the other one. But you know, who takes the time to like spend that much time really developing right. a character? Really in a movie a, like this. Letting a character yeah. react to a situation as opposed to – letting a character react to a set piece as yeah, opposed yeah. to just having the set piece. And, well, and, and, and I came up with this funny – Abrams doesn't quite manage it the way early Spielberg well, That's because Abrams yeah. is fucking right. infatuated with his mystery box. Just the attempt seems right. exactly. shocking. That's like, wow, I can't no, believe no, they, they, they tried. Because yes. yeah. yeah. I think – I don't think there are any filmmakers today, including Spielberg, who can do the reaction to the spectacle – the way Spielberg could do well, in the eighties. I mean, like he, I said, he, Abrams gets closest. Abrams, Abrams does, does a get really closest. good yeah. job. Nol- in Super Abrams Super and Nolan, and I think if Aronofsky ever actually did one of these movies, yeah. Yeah. Yes. he would. He would yes. too. But otherwise, in the I chat mean, room, uh, I guess I stumbled across an expression that they're latching onto when I said it's it's about the reaction over the action. That, that was a very good, and that's and that's I think that's yeah. close. Write that down. A yeah. close thing. No, that's um, a that's a old that's, that's a tried and true thing, aphor- too, yeah. aphorism. And additionally, what was I going to say? Shit, I just pulled a dork man and forgot what I was going to say. 
Crap. Or, Give me a well, second. The, the aphorism is acting is reacting. A- yeah, action is reaction is, uh, is the acting aphorism, yeah. But it's, it's absolutely true, and it does carry over to every aspect of, of filmmaking. And it's like, well, I don't think a lot of filmmakers, especially today, understand is that the basic principle of acting is applies to every aspect of it. It's like right. when, you, when you're an actor, all your, your only real job is to imagine yourself in those imaginary circumstances and how you would react. And if you were this person, how would you really react? Oh, in it? And it's just basic imagination. Now it's Brian with a beard and a glass of wine yeah. talking about talking, Meisner again. Talking about the Meisner <laughs> technique. But again with the Meisner technique. <laughs> oh, get a glass of wine in there and it's Meisner all the time. <laughs> but, so, I and mean, you're I, talking favorably about J.J. Abrams. This is unreal. Yeah. Uh, J.J. Abrams is one of the better ones today. Um, oh, sure. At this point, I think you've said, Michael, you've said Quoron is your favorite filmmaker. I think Fincher is my favorite filmmaker, modern, current. He's good. He's, I, I like I, Fincher a lot. He's, in the, he's, he's on the list. J.J. Right. Abrams would be on that list somewhere. Yes. Zack I, Snyder I, is slipping on that one. I, I think, <laughs> I think um, Abrams is on the top ten of filmmakers who can actually tell an emotional story. Today. Sure, yeah. But, they can tell an emotional look, look story. Look no further they than the first ten minutes. A, they can't quite... A story Abrams with a point. He can't quite manage a logical right, story. Right, right, right. But, but look at the can, first ten yeah. minutes of Star Trek, and you know J.J. Abrams understands. He gets it. Yeah, he might he have gotten distracted, but he understands. But anyway, yeah. I, the basic job of an actor is to imagine themselves in, the, in that imaginary circumstance and portray that truthfully. I don't think writers today understand that their job is basically the same as the actor. Imagine I am in this character and I'm in this situation, and how does that go? Well, well that's a, a, of course that's you know the the better writers do do that, and right. that's why you know the whole thing when you're when you're the writer, you are the first actor in a sense because right. you are playing all the different characters. It's right. important that you are able to get yourself into the mindset of that character and write the character the way that right. they Absolutely. would react to this. That and, and it's the funny other. when you put it in those terms, uh, Joss. Excels at that, and Aaron Sorkin actually doesn't. Aaron Sorkin kind of no. writes everyone. The Aaron same Sorkin way. is the same as that Diablo said, he Cody. Keeps, he They're all Diablo Cody. Yeah. Fucking oh, but Aaron Sorkin at least is interesting. Uh, the other thing I was going to I, I think gonna... Diablo Cody is interesting, but maybe I, I just I like do. No, I like her too. I, I, like, I, didn't I like her work. I didn't or, see or the, the, just you know. I, I, I didn't see Jennifer's body. Else. Yeah, anyway, uh, what I was going to say earlier when I forgot my thing. Well, you should um, totally see Jennifer's body. I've, I've used this term before, and <laughs> every time I've used it, someone has reacted to it like, oh my God, that's totally true. Uh, the last time I used it was when it started, Brian, snowing in oh, Burbank. By the way, mm. here it was not snowing in Burbank. Almost a prequely thing. They made it a prequel. He's like, oh my God, oh my God. The best joke in the movie. By the way, that's not a kid in a costume. That's actually fucking Yoda, yeah. and this is canonical. <laughs> um, yeah. Here we go. Totally added. I do love the idea that ET is like, oh my god, oh my god, you know what to do. <laughs> How do I get home? Yeah. <laughs> we have that vote on Tuesday. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. He actually, dude, dude, you owe me twenty bucks. Yeah. Remember? There's dude, the seriously, ET he, lives in Star Wars. There's the indication he must recognize Yoda. There's the indication that he does recognize Yoda's people and, and yeah. believes they can help him get home. Yeah. So, that so, so all of those fan films where Jedi's come to Earth. Totally true. There's basis yeah, for it. Totally yeah. true. As much as we just I was totally those, going to make one. By I guess the way, we're, we're overlooking an at elephant. At the age of thirteen, we're we overlooking are. an elephant in the room of weird reverse canonical Star Wars shit. Pink Five is in Star Wars universe officially, as a result of was it Zahn? Timothy Zahn. Timothy Zahn. Yeah. At, at, not quite specifically, but officially, it's well, the character yeah, in Star Wars it's universe. It's EU. It's it's that. Yeah. But that EU is canon. It's, it's second level. It's second, yeah, it's level second canon. tier. It's anyway. hey, C, hey, B canon an, or C canon or whatever they call it. There's an injured stormtrooper in the Star Wars uh, EU canon as well. So really, yeah. yeah. Are you there serious? Is, in the New Jedi Order in no, the beginning, well, it's a whole like little subplot yeah. in the beginning where a stormtrooper gets injured and they have to get him off planet to save his life. Did that book or whatever it was come out after Injured Stormtrooper? Yeah, I'm going to give you the credit. Isn't that also Allegiance or is that no? That's New Jedi. 
Saturday right. Oh, okay. The the flying bi- the flying bicycle was another thing. I remember them doing a side by side comparison when they did the special yeah. edition, where the original one just kind of went and then yeah. took off, whereas this one has the nice smooth kind of right. arc. Yeah. 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 I do remember that they bicycle actually, being very. There it is. Look at that. But it's a beautiful iconic shot. They actually shot new elements of of the bicycles specifically. You'll see in the credits of the special edition, they're actually the bicycle doubles are credited. Who you know, twenty years later, they found kids and put them in the same. I've always, anyway, I, I have <laughs> always, in the chat, Squiggly P's like, fucking, what a terrible use of the Amblin logo in a movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I do, I do also love that his reaction is not so high. That's it. He's like, he's yeah. fine. I'm fine with the rest of it. Let's just not get crazy. This, we're, we were talking about this about his propensity towards still pedaling. It's yeah. like, well, you know, don't introduce variables. Yeah, yeah. if I'm in that situation <laughs> yeah. and I'm not yeah, sure I'm exactly what's I'm going, I'm, still I'm pedaling. pedaling. Pedaling's working. I'm not going to stop. Yeah, well, no, I'm not curious. To it's find not out hurting what else anything. Works. Now, exactly. We were, I'm very much a scientist in my mindset, and, and I will always experiment to it's figure totally out the Pascal's truth. It's Pascal's wager on a bicycle. Now, now here's a now here's a that like for example we were talking about you know who does that anymore this that little moment with the mom that little yes. moment with the mom yeah that's you know? a great little moment especially just, that moment where she's trying to smack out yeah, the, the yeah, plane like it doesn't go out sort of, it's a great little character bit self-involved just sort of bored childish thing just kind of tapping the yeah. candle with but a all, stick she's not involved the well, thing what is, I mean is what I mean is she's in her own little world right. by herself right. just sort of like in her own problems just uh, okay, but the, I'm gonna go to the it's those it's those great character moments that you don't have anymore yeah, and and if well, they are, I don't know about that. Well, those but, are always the ones that you see on the DVD, like the, yeah, we cut the that deleted out. scenes, right. and it's like that was thirty seconds that totally would have made the film if you right. left it. And, in. and even if they are still in the film, they're not done. Like I guarantee <laughs> that scene right there was improv. It's just like okay, just just play yeah, around, and you know you know what the situation is. Just improv out the situation, and she does that thing, whatever it is, happens, and. That doesn't happen anymore, at least by and large, in like Abrams, Tentpole, Abrams, Michael Bay, etc. film. Well, but we're, we're saying that actually Abr- you haven't seen Super 8 yet, okay, well, Abr- Abrams kind of does kind of recapture some of that vibe. And you if know, he that's, does, that's great. That's what that's, makes it Spielberg, and so I don't think he goes on the list, but you know, Michael Bay. We need Bay, more of that. You know, we need more of that. You know, Michael Michael Bay's idea, you know, in a movie, it's like in a Michael Bay movie, what is a character de- what is character development? Um, Two characters bickering. Yeah. Character development in a Michael Bay movie in Transformers and is a, uh, she's she's hot and so he wants to do her. Also, well, he wants a car. Well, when I think ready about, when and I, go, and that's character development. I'm gonna stick Improv, to mine, guys. Not, it, yeah. It's not so much. I know a lot. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna vouch for the character development of uh, Shia or Megan Fox in Transformers. But the parents are a study in what I think Michael Bay is trying to do at all times. Especially, they actually are the best sho- part. Of it shows movie. up in Armageddon too, uh, and it's the yes. relationship between Bruce Willis and Liv Tyler in Armageddon, and so on and so forth. They have that, and then uh, yeah. Rafe and whoever fucking Josh. Hartnett was in Pearl Harbor, where it's sort of a bickery, a bickery companionship is Michael Bay's apparent ideal of friendship or relationship of any sort. Look, it's baby Strange Days. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> strange Days babies. Strange Days babies. Babies. Same for you. All right. Anyway, what I was going to say, fucking. Yeah. What it's, I was going to say is this Halloween of the apocalypse that they're living through. <laughs> it's the alternate 1985, Trey. Yeah. Uh, where Biff is with your mother. <laughs> um, I was going to say three times, uh, Burbank Snow. Uh, Spielberging is when you and your loved ones get together and hold each other and look at the yeah. awe of and the look, thing. And look this upward at the when, bright when light the, when the crowd of the impossible comes out, events. Right. Yeah. When the crowd comes out of the storefronts and stands and looks at the sky, that's Spielberging. 
This is this is by the way. I my, saw it happen in real life. This I'm is so my charmed. Absolute was, yeah. snowing was not. That is my was not Burbank. Absolute not snowing. Favorite Gertie scene. That is a great moment. Is where is where she. Anyways, like yeah, yeah it's like she's been having this whole conversation <laughs> to try to distract her mom. Yeah, but she forgot to have that part of the conversation. <laughs> the mom says. The mom <laughs> says. Right the, the mom end. says, "Where is Elliot?" And and it cuts to Gertie and it waits for four seconds. She's like, "Anyways, anyways why, would, why Elliot would he be in the, the forest?" forest? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I love that, but I also love later when she's like, "I have this letter. I'm not supposed to give it to you until they're gone." Are they gone? <laughs> no, they're not gone. Just give it to me now. Yeah, she's yeah. like, you know, she's like, "I'm not supposed to give it to you till they're yeah. gone." Give me the letter, Gertie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just give it to me now. If if a five year old is the key to your plan, you might not have thought your clever plan through all the way. Yeah, but they're working with what they've got. They're improvising. Oh God! Please tell me there's a James Bond movie out there where like Goldfinger's plan revolves around a five year old. Yeah, Darkman, you I get take wish. this to Bond. You get sarcastic <laughs> when you're drunk. Talk to me about this machine that he's made. Go. Well, the, no, the be- the better gag was at the end because they uh, that that when we watched it yesterday because they like. They, they, you know, they land and stuff like that, and it's like, oh, the signal got through. It's like, no, they probably just got, you know, a yeah, hundred yeah, light years away, and they're like, I was home like, alone. Where the fuck is Steve? Yeah, where's Steve? <laughs> well, we better go back. And, and they get, they get yeah. back on the ship, and he's like, so you got my message? Message? No. How the hell would you send us a message? Dude, from no. that? dude, that's an umbrella. You were gone. Wait, dude, that's with an umbrella and a speaking spell. Yeah. I'm like what? Yeah. No, Steve. Well, yeah. No, Steve. we yeah. got to Alpha Centauri. Yeah. We realized we're one yeah. short. We realized we that you around. had the parking yeah. stub. Look, Steve. so you know, rather than pay that whole thing, Steve, I don't it's full price. If I know you don't have the stub. I know you've had a long week, but that's retarded. <laughs> <laughs> we we yeah. just noticed you were missing and yeah. came back, dude. That's a that's, <laughs> that's a that's, that's a fork. That's a fork. You actually think you contacted a us fork with a and fork. a saw blade, huh? Yeah. Okay, get on the ship. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Did you get some nice plants? Good. A, I, and then, like, the the other E.T. says to the other other E.T., E.T., um, all right, put him in holding, because we're not... <laughs> <Yeah>. ex- <laughs> Listen, he just, might be suicidal. Nobody say they, a word until hu- we get back well, home, all right? The, human, actually, the humans this, did something to that's him. That's actually this obviously. part here, too, because he's like, you know, E.T. wants to go home, and, and Elliot's like, you could stay here, I'd take care of you. And I'm like, if I'm... It's practically like E.T.'s thinking, oh, okay, and how about you stand in a room full of cigarette smoke <laughs> all the time? <laughs> and that's how we'll live. <laughs> and then we'll be on the same footing, yeah. you know, because I'm dying. <laughs> Your atmosphere is poison. <laughs> I like the idea, though, that E.T. is actually the very retarded version yeah. of the aliens. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, so, so you have the sequel where they come back and it's like signs where they invade and they're very Exactly. Mean. It's just because E.T. is the retarded yeah. child yeah, right. of the alien race. What they're doing is they're here to collect samples. Like, well, once we glass the whole planet, we're yeah. going to want some of these trees and stuff because these are kind of cool. But then once we nuke, once <laughs> well, we nuke the place. Once we get rid of the vermin. You, you yeah. can still find, by the way, online if, if – uh, for for those who are interested, hi Matt Veda. You can find the tree. Well, yeah, or that uh, in the show notes. <laughs> um, you should be listening to down in front in iTunes if you're not, because you get links when we talk about shit. You can find the and treatment, pictures pop up. It's awesome. The treatment to there's, there's boobies and I'm, get I, iTunes. As far as I know, it's legit um, because it it matches up with things that they've talked about about it being you know what they had originally planned for for the sequel to ET. Um, but there is a treatment you can find out there. Um, called ET2 Nocturnal Fears. Is this legitimate? Which is, as, like I said, as far as I know, it is legit. Um, but it, it might not be. You know, I have no way to verify it. I can't call up fucking Melissa Matheson and be like, hey, so did, is that yours? Uh, uh, sir, um, you totally not? can. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's probably true. She's in the fucking phone book. <laughs> but um, uh, it's like a 10-page treatment, 
And it's about when basically like the Morlocks of E.T.'s race come down. Like they're ah, albino E.T.'s nice. and they're bad and they kidnap the kids and stuff like that. And then E.T. swings in like Indiana Jones and saves the day at the end. Um, but it's really – I mean it's a – to be fair, it's you know a, clearly a first draft and stuff like that. So it's not well structured right, right. and it's kind of crappy. But um, it would have been interesting to see what they had done uh, with that. Yeah. But I'm glad It's not surprising that someone said, okay, think about a possible sequel to this yeah. bad boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the chat room, Red Xavier just pointed out a YouTube video from Robot Chicken and the, the YouTube title is why E.T. don't have sequel question mark uh, but it's this whole thing about E.T. on their planet playing sports and being ridiculous and E.T. is the retarded yeah. geek and child E.T. E. E. is the one that's like <laughs> when, when can I play when like, dude, my turn speak English but that's why right? <laughs> like a person <laughs> oh god here's another faceless authority figure faceless authority figure I think that's keys that now, what's no the, it's uh, not keys oh, no? No, it's, no, keys. it's, it's a, a cop because Elias is missing so it's a cop this is uh, baton, not keys. Yes, yeah. it's gun. This guy's uh, gun. No, walkie-talkie, sir. Yes. What? So right. um, now this movie also, and I haven't seen. I'm not one of those people. Uh, I guess I should, for the audience that we have, say I'm not one of those cool people who <laughs> loves and knows, like the back of my hand, the movie The Iron Giant. But it seems like this movie has something to do with become one of those people as soon as you can. Yeah, I need to rewatch it. But my understanding Run, is that Iron, Iron Giant, Giant is sort of ET with a big robot. Yeah. Yeah. Basically the same movie. Yeah, he, the kid even looks kind of like Elliot. Actually, that's true. Yeah, um, I just figured if there was something worth talking about, we should bring it up. Eh. And, and a very similar plot. Oh, he's Iron Giant. Actually, uh, has a different thematic thing to it because the the idea of the Iron Giant is that he is a war machine who chooses not to be a war machine. Right, right. Because that's that's the theme of that. Is you, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. You choose what you are. So that's it's a different theme, but it's the construction of the story is virtually identical to this. Yes. So in reference to the uh, guns being replaced with walkie-talkies, there is a trope title called Bowdlerize, which is oh, after yes. Thomas oh, yeah. Bowdler, who yes. did it on the Bible and Shakespeare's plays, of course. So And now they're doing it on uh, Tom Sawyer or Huckleberry Finn. Oh, re- Huckleberry oh yeah, Finn. yeah, yeah. They've done they it on things like Blazing with, Saddles. Uh, no, they replaced, replaced nigger with slave, with slave yeah. which makes no fucking sense in half the context of when they use that yeah, word. Yeah. And the whole point of using the word was how shocking it is and, like, you... I can't believe people are just using that word so casually. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. how fucked up it yeah. was. Right. Yes. <laughs> we, how so about you we... see the point then. Wait, yeah. wait. We called black people animals. That's bad. Yes. Yeah. That was the point. That was bad. Correct. And let us not forget that that yes. was bad. Um, but yeah, bo- yeah, bodlerizing is a, is a you know, it, it goes well before, you know, TV tropes. <laughs> but I'm glad that, that goes, TV tropes. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. It, Far precedes George Lucas. There was a. It means it usually that usually the meaning of it is to to ham fistedly right to do, do some badly. kind of kind of yeah. argue, you know all flavor. Yeah. We didn't yeah. mean that. Well, not yeah. not only to, yeah ham fistedly like, to, to whitewash do it, history basically to do it, and and to do it so obviously and yeah. so just like cut you know find and replace version right. of it yeah. you know right. without any finesse. Or, yeah, that's the Bible. Yeah, yeah. your Bible's broken. <laughs> Look at fucking how broke ET is here. Look at this. Yeah, he's a mess. Man. Look at him, man. He had a long night. Yeah, it's like, yeah. man, uh, Elliot yeah. fell asleep and there were these parties. <laughs> yeah. And I just. Bender. He spent a night in fear and loathing. Yeah. Bender. And, and, a, and a raccoon. He's like, that's my girlfriend. No. Her name no, is. No, got married last no, you're night. No, you getting married. This is Sheila. Sheila, come back. E. Sheila. <laughs> E.T. is one drawn on penis away from a frat party. <laughs> 
So, she so, has my wallet. Wait, come back. She, she, oh, God damn it. So, so Every may, planet I go to. They may live in the San Fernando Valley, but E.T. definitely ventured into West Hollywood oh, the yeah. previous <laughs> night. Yeah. It, I wonder if... That's he'd, have, he'd have some glitter on it. Bear in mind, there's a whole about. Doctor Who version Is of this. Is this a Marabou where, feather? And some feathers. Yeah, he's got some Marabou. <laughs> he's got there's some there's some a whole Doctor Who version of this some universe where nets. we're following E.T. and not Elliot. And it's just E.T. going from planet to planet getting shit-faced. Yeah. It's oh, the, my God. Copyright. Hangover. <laughs> don't you don't you take that college humor. It's, that's ours. <laughs> hangover E.T. That's what that one is. It's just like, oh, remember when he went to Earth? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So that he fucking ended up in a, in a party in a billiards room with yeah. strippers. And they were doing lines of coke off of people's buttholes. Yeah. And, yeah. and then we got out to the forest and started eating shrooms, played some Mario, and I woke up in a puddle. Yeah. And, and then, then that's the, what we and missed. Then, and that's the, the Pink Five version and, of and then the sequel was on Mars, and then the exact same thing. Yeah. And it's the, like Rosencrantz and Gildenstern. <laughs> yeah. and, and, Other than that, wait, it was the same. Yeah. And, and then he went to Vega, and Robert Downey Jr. was there, and I don't even know why Robert Downey Jr. was on Vega, but it was crazy. Yeah. I would totally buy that. If we finally get a probe out to Vega, and it finally sends back, like 20 years later, the images come back, and it's just Robert Downey Jr. with a cocktail glass, like, hey! <laughs> you guys have no idea what the fuck I'm up to. Yeah. <laughs> what the took other, you so long? That's what the other aliens on the ship are doing. They're the they're the guys in the hangover going, where, well, where did we last see him? Oh, my God. Where did, where did you leave him? Well, he, was, oh no, he went to get the tree. I saw him go to get the tree. Fucking, the other guys on E.T. are just doing out the hangover. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so it's like they're traveling, they're, they're traveling they're the solar system, planet. going to these planets. They're going to every planet. They're going to Jupiter. They're going to Saturn. They're going to Neptune. Did. Trey? You're Mr. Pink Five. I've got, I've got. It should be Roz and Guild. That shit. It, I've got, but it should, yeah. it, but it should be the original Hangover where there's actually a story as yeah. they go through and and discuss. Oh, look at this guy. See, did you see I'm, the second Hangover? No. Okay. So because you, because oh, you just people, cast aspersions. Because no, because the people who loved the first Hangover for no reason because it was awful. The people who loved huh. it wasn't actually it wasn't that awful, awful. But it wasn't. But it's it, not amazing. Mike read the script and he loved it. It wasn't the best comedy ever. Right. Right. The script fucking was. And so yeah, it's it's just. But but then the people who love the Hangover and thought it was the best comedy ever. Hated the sequel, and I'm like, yeah. if you guys, if can't you guys can't deal with it, then, then it must be bad. Yeah. So I guess, I guess when you you get your uh, you know clean room training, they I was going to say, no, Trey no, and Ryan, how do you feel about the, the Apollo suits? Here? I just think well, it's like, well, why do you have to walk like a zombie when you're wearing yeah, one? I figured, I figured the mom was they, like, all right, I see what's happening here. Yeah, I got really high last night. Yeah, that's right. And I'm still, but it's kind of like, well, it's you know, like the whole point is kind of like, well, they do have American flags on them, so it's not like, oh, they say NASA. Yeah, it's it's not even that they have American flags on them. They literally have the space shuttle patch. Every, like, they just rented them from costumes. Every, every mission, yeah. every space mission has its own mission patch. Uh, but uh, did even, you recognize the patch? Even more so, every program has its patch. So Gemini has its own patch. Yeah. Apollo has its own patch. The space shuttle has its own patch. They are wearing the space shuttle. Look, you can see it right yes, there. Yeah, there's it's the, the logo. space shuttle mission patch right there. So, well, dude, maybe. Why bear in mind, baby. But hold on, bear in mind, bear in mind. They oh, shut up, Michael. Fucking don't do that shit with space shuttles. I like space shuttles. Bear in mind, we have this was left. this was not the government's plan. They were just like, oh shit. Well, we yeah. have to control the air. We have to suck the air out of. It. Maybe they thought they were going to have to like make but, a vacuum. And, or I, something. and I, I buy that as maybe an argument. It's like, like, oh, I just give them the we suits. Don't, we don't actually have like alien invasion gear. We don't actually have suits for that. Um, but the well, idea of why I also, why I they, also why they have the outbreak on. suits. Why would you right, put on right. spacesuits when I, you have outbreak it, suits? That is a little alien, not a monkey. Well, I'm freaked out. But also they, but. Also, as it becomes clear, they are not – they're more concerned about E.T. than themselves. They're not really concerned about them being contaminated. They're concerned about contaminating him, which is like, but he's already been here yeah, like a week. And for but that, they don't know that. That ship has sailed. Yeah. 
No, I think I think. Okay, so here's keys. Here's here's, here's what you keys were, is here, you were asking here's, about this. Finally, reveal is Peter Coyote. It's it's what they're doing is it's a code, and what they're going to do is decode it when they pan it from keys to him. Do they do that? Yes, Not, they're yeah, about basically. to. About to. They're yeah. about to. Okay, so here he is. Here's your moment. Keys, keys, zoom so out. So he's the one. He's the one. Wait, in better, the, they cut away. Wait for it. Wait, they're going to see it. He's going to do it. They do a much better. They okay. I'm sorry. They didn't put the CG keys in to fucking reveal him 20 minutes earlier. But, <laughs> but are we going to get coming. that shot that goes keys to it's face? It's about to happen. So, this is yes. him walking so into... this is him. Just it's give it 20 clear. more seconds. <laughs> <laughs> We're following him into the house right Coolest now. Cooler shot. God damn it. Every, so this is still him. Okay. See? It's, okay. it's, a, it's a line of action where the, the cuts... Now and there he is. There All right. Go. And it's I'll Peter. Uh, oh, it's just Peter Coyote. He's not scary. This guy is a character actor to this day, isn't he? I've oh, seen yeah. him in Peter like NCIS and stuff. Yes. A show I've never watched. In terms of the film grammar of... The keys is Peter Coyote. That's very well established, and that's fine. The thing that I mean, they spend a lot of time on it. They establish the fuck out of it. They do. (laughs) The thing that doesn't make sense from a film grammar standpoint is, I mean, it's just when keys is introduced in the beginning of the film, it's just it has this very the sense of tacked onness. No, it's just like like just like good old boys like. (laughs) <laughs> they 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 heard a light. Uh, they they saw a light in the in yeah. the sky, and they went. I heard out something. Yeah, I heard something. Better go check it out. And you ain't from around here, are you, Et? And, it's, and then he's a scientist who's exactly. devoted his there, life. To... There's there's a discontinuity between like the good old boys that have been here all along with the shotguns and the pickup trucks. You're right. Compared to there wasn't like NASA vans in the first scene. Exactly. It was like trucks. Well, exactly. I was I was always okay with that because they're being incognito and they're being they're you know, clearly they've abandoned that theory. Um, but they uh, I always wonder like how are they suppressing this information? <laughs> like yeah yeah remember when NASA like built a whole paper thing oh, over yeah. the I love the scene later where where this entire house is like like engulfed in, 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 in this in this whole thing yeah. and, and, and the fumigation bubble and, and the kids are like uh, there's something going on yeah, I bet the, you there's something the, going the on the neighborhood is only like it's only that piece of the it's not even the they other have houses they a goddamn habit trail coming out of the house yeah, yeah exactly what and the kids, kids are arg- van. the kids are arguing one of them is like <laughs> yeah. dude something is something going, is going on. on and yes, no, I'm telling you this is totally normal No, well, I'm pretty sure I, something's up wow bad termites I guess you know yeah. Orkin is really getting high tech it's really quite something here's a part where where we kind of it it happens about 5-10 minutes from now but we'll probably be talking about it by the way real quick all this uh, techno babble is completely legit. It's yeah. real, yeah. They, they got they got a re- they got a real uh, we had two, medical team. We had team. two doctors in the room last yeah. night watching this. They're like, oh fucking yeah. They got well, they they got because the, these are all real doctors. Yeah. They, it's literally one of them is Spielberg's doctor, and he said, "Bring your doctor friends." Really? Yeah, they're real doctors, yeah, and they just said, cool. "What would you do? What would you say? Say that." Yeah, and wow. so if you were in this genius. situation, yeah. what a good way to awesome. do it. Yeah, I like the idea that Spielberg just went to his fucking his like his his actual internist. He calls it. Uh, okay, buddy. I'm doing a thing. Alien uh, dying. Just yeah. fucking talk like it's a person. So the entire the entire thing. They literally are like, okay, pretend this rubber dummy is a thing that you're trying to revive like and go. And, yeah. about- <laughs> and they just and they just did it. That's great. And yeah. see, I, that's what I don't think anybody does anymore. It's like here's the because ima- I think drama is actually hey, they about did that, they did that in the core. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, drama is essentially about creating an imaginary situation and just letting your characters slash actors yeah. live through that situation. And I don't think anybody, by and large, does that anymore. Well, the other argument is it's the Dungeons and Dragons argument. It's like, but the audience won't get it, so we have yeah. to have them use words the audience will understand. We have to get a, if we're if we're gonna have them use, uh, you know, the the medical techno babble, we have to have a uh, an entire. Graphic design presentation of how yeah. all that works, and, and, blah, and right. can't they just like stop and say something to each other in English? Because just so the audience will get it, and it's like, what is oh there to God, get? They do do that all the time. Yeah. They say all these, they say all these technical things, and they're and or in then other words, at, at the yeah, at the end of that.
that. Like they'll they'll run off all these things and then they'll go. He's going into shock. It's like yeah. why the fuck did you yeah. say all those other things? Yeah, right, you just right, said right. that part. Right, you said and, that and already, you, and you already said that in the language that your friends understand. <laughs> yes. So. So this situation brings up probably the most common trope on Earth, which is the plot hole. Which is, mm-hmm. why can't E.T. just heal himself or Elliot with his magical healing th- finger? Well, I was going to say, oh, well, I was going to say the bi- the bigger problem here is that we actually discover that there are kind, I, I mean, you know, we love E.T., so we don't want him to die. But we kind of discover there, there's a loss of stakes when we discover that if E.T. dies, Elliot just disconnects. As opposed to, like, if E.T. dies, well, no, Elliot dies. I, I, I don't, well, you know. part of it is, is I think it, it seems pretty clear to me that, that E.T. forces the disconnect. Oh, okay. That he's just like, you know, no, oh, don't okay, take cool. me with you. Uh, Although that um, is a cool point. The, it would be interesting if the stakes were like, fucking, if he dies, Elliot dies. Well, they, they certainly, they certainly milk that. It certainly takes that takes you down that road. But then, but then the moment for Elliot, the turning point for Elliot, is when he knows that it's serious because E.T. is breaking the connection. Going, dude, I'm out. You know, you, no, you go. You gotta go. Yeah. Well, I know that's why he says, oh, you're right. He's saying. He's saying stay, so he's he's saying yeah. I'm breaking the connection. You have but to stay. I'm as far die. as the, the supposed as far as the supposed plot hole. Actually, it's uh it's it's our own trope. Uh, we haven't even discussed it. This movie has at least two magic beans, and I dislike that about about it. But I think the issue is that he dies and he reaches the point of death, but he he, he is saved because the others are coming back. And that's and what that's, I, and that's and why that's what he I took comes from it back. Last night was yeah. like no, Easy died. He, whatever he went through was enough to fucking kill him. Yeah. And, but w- his race, whatever his race is, has this you know telekinetic life force. Power, yeah, their interconnectedness. And it's only because the other they, the they other get, ETs they come get they're back. close enough that he yeah. starts to get get his power back. Right. So. Okay. I actually, I now that you've said it, I actually like the version where ET intentionally mm. disconnects. Which is what I, what I, at least what I watched it this ET's time. ET's got feelings, got. man. Yeah. You know. No, I like that. I like yeah. that he, he did that. So but I, uh, I, we I, should, I'll, I'll allow it. We should point out that you know I think there are at least two magic beans, and and you know and, oh, and, really? the, and the magic bean is not is not ET himself because. You know, and we have this argument going online right now. But uh, you know, I, I I I own the term magic bean, and I want to tell you what it fucking means. And a magic bean is a thing no, that has, I'm sorry, yeah. language evolves. Yes, it has no explanation and does not get an explanation. The DeLorean is not explained how it goes back in time. Flux so, capacitor. So ET is not a magic bean because aliens is it's not like how is that possible that there could be life on other planets? And There's they might just come aliens. Here. Yeah, they just it's it's a strange situation, but it's not the magic bean. The magic bean is that, and he can make things fly with the power of his mind which is like well I understand people who travel in spaceships and go to other planets because we do that that's not crazy at all but I don't know how you move something with the well, power of your mind. I, 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 I think that's inherent to ET. Yeah, I'm going to say that, I'm going to say that's an acceptable magic bean. It's like it's yeah. an alien. But you, 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 no, 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 no. Can I fin- can I finish? That's <laughs> that is a magic bean that he moves things with his mind. He also heals things with his magical light finger. Uh, no, I no, think ET no, no, brings no, no, with no. him a minor wonderland. Yeah, yeah, that's what okay. that's exactly what yeah. I was going but to then, say. But then but then the problem is if well then he can do anything, then why isn't he doing no, he any do of the those. thousands of things that he could have yes. done to, to fix it? No, Be, especially, most property. especially like, you know, this is this is like, gee, so you, did R2 forget he could fly? E.T. ran on foot to try and get back to the spaceship in a life or death situation, and later he can make a bicycle fly and go wherever he wants. Is the bicycle the key? I did actually. That's a fair point. I did actually say that last night while we were watching it. Uh, You know, there's this whole team of kids riding bicycles. And I was like, if I was was Elliot, I'd be like, so could we have just, like, run? 
Yeah. And not had to, de- like, put them in danger yeah. and just you float. Couldn't we have just could- flown from yeah. the house and not even had to steal a car? Yeah. Is that possible exactly? In the chat room, Red Xavier wants to know, why is E.T. dying? Do we have any sort of sense of uh, that? He, it's it's just, just, it's, I think he's it's just on the oxygen. wrong planet. He's on the yeah, wrong planet. I mean, oxygen is a corrosive which gas. Is, which is unfortunate. Like, exactly. And right now well, they're like, we better give him more air. It's like, how about maybe that's the problem? How about you <laughs> yeah. not shove that down into his I, lungs? You know, I, I, feel ba- I would feel bad. At some point, let's assume that this is going to happen to some doctor or scientist somewhere where they're going to have to deal with an alien life form. And I feel bad for that person, that man or woman, whoever it is, because it's like, what do you do? Well, I feel bad for them because in the science fiction, uh, you know, sense they try to save it, but that sets off some kind of interplanetary exactly. war. Yeah. Exactly. It's like because it's misunderstood. How can, you, how can you really have any clue how to deal with that situation? You, you can't, whatsoever. and that's you and can. that's why it's you know, there's often it's so like, oh, let's, uh, let's you, know, you do it. They're doing what they think. He's well, he's humanoid. I guess we'll and he's yeah. dead anyway. So let's just give him the check. But you know, ask a real doctor, and uh, you know, we have uh, a medical a representative of the medical community in the room here. It's like if an average human being comes in off the street unconscious, you go, well, I wonder what sort of medication they might even be on the, the normal right. thing i might do right now to any human being might kill this person because i don't know who this is and, so and the you, idea that, so the idea that know, an alien for the most part how their body works normally exactly yeah. i studied how this person works and right. i still don't know if i should give them the in- injection of the blah because that might fucking kill that person but so the idea of an alien coming in it's like i don't know give me a ostrich feather and a toothpick <laughs> Maybe that'll do something. Go ahead, well, medical representative. Well, as being a nurse for the yes, last 10 years. I was referring um, to you if you I, caught I, that. I kind of deduced that. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to throw in that, you know, when somebody comes in, you can tell based on the symptoms that they're presenting with how they're going to respond to certain things. And if you try something and you get a slightly abnormal response, you're going to try something completely different. You're not going to just... Sure, you know, that's that's yeah. fair, but with something go. like ET, you're like, I don't know what's normal or abnormal. Yeah, really. See, but they would it just see. Pu- he just puked out green yeah, from his feet. Yeah, but if they put some oxygen, that's good. Some oxygen in him, exactly. and then went, oh fuck, they wouldn't go more oxygen. Well, if they put the oxygen yeah. on him, and then they're maybe like, it's not help. helping. Maybe we don't need the oxygen. I mean, yeah. you would hope that any good doctor would have that sort of troubleshooting. The first thing I would try would be like. Argon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. carbon dioxide. Well, let's just get run the down other the gases in here. Table. Come on. Well, he's walking around on our planet and has been for days, so I don't think oxygen. Clearly, he breathes oxygen let's just or pump something. Some noble gases into clearly his face, he breathes something that we, uh, you know, that we that we breathe here. So it's, it's it's back to the question of what is killing him. You know, it's just I. I I don't think it specifically ever says, nor does it need to. It's like he's not from here. You know, it's like yeah. you, you could probably it's just, just kind of a combination of random shit. You could probably hang out on Mars, you know, and pant really hard for a period of time because it's kind of like Earth, but you wouldn't actually want to set up shop there. Uh, it's you know, just, aside from the temperature, us on Mars would last about a minute, and uh, ET lasts yeah. a week. You know, obviously you know, they're close else. enough to us that they don't. You know, when they come to our planet, they they're don't. Not suits, they're not wearing right? suits. Yeah, they yeah. can go. Yeah, we can hack it for for an for an hour and pick. I up like some to trees. think there was a Sam Rockwell on the ship, though. Mm. Is there <laughs> air? You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Now here's here's where here's where the puppet really comes into play. Is you just you don't move it, and boy, is it dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's deader than any person lying on a table in a movie would be would be dead. Only a puppet can be this dead. The problem is when you have to make it look alive. That's yes, and and that's you where you can make a dead puppet all day long. Yeah. It's like someone I was doing balloon animals, and everyone would always go, uh, "Make me a worm." <laughs> Fuck you! And I just Psst, hand them an, an, an uninflated balloon, just here. Yeah, take your worm, you piece of shit. Terrible <laughs> excuse for a human being with feelings, a debt record, and animals like you go to hell. I am Eat an artist. Ships. I am a balloon artist. If you ask me to make a snake, I do this really badass cobra. Make me a worm. Fuck you. This is this is also I, and we kind Got of off allu- on a tangent there. Sorry, we kind of alluded to this earlier. <laughs> yeah, we saw a little insight into your mind. We kind of alluded to this earlier. The difference so many between worms, you know, uh, uh, 
mon- I actually don't know how, right. how he feels Establish about the it. difference first. Huh? You were saying the Modern difference between Spielberg this... versus the 80s Spielberg. All right, so later. current and 80s Spielberg. Right, and I don't actually... Thinking about it, I don't know um, his level of cynicism towards like government agents or whatever. But we were talking about you know his his belief that the uh, the you know aliens would be fundamentally good because you know they're they're advanced and blah blah blah. Um, he's he seems pretty uh, idealistic about the government too. Who? Here, Spielberg. This is the, a, the yeah. way he has. You know, he's the, he's the way he the, sets up the the evil government agents and then pulls that major reversal. Well, he's pulling the reversal, and then he has the you know the the government guy closing ET's eyes and treating him like yeah. he's a person. And I don't stuff know that like I that, disagree with like, this, but I think it would be somewhere between this and what happens in District Nine. I don't think it would be District Nine. I don't think it would be this, but I think it would be a, a matter of compassion scientifically. I think the, it, thing, I th- the thing is, some people would be District 9 and some people would be ET. Right, yeah. exactly. And, and Close Encounters kind of shows you both. Close Encounters shows you that there are scientists who are like, no, just, hey, slow down, you crazy military jackasses. But there are the military who are like, look, we, we're here to protect the country. We have a job to do. We're going to get this done, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it shows you, this just shows you like the one side. Like, you know, there is no bad government dude who's going, but kill it in this movie. There's a trope called reasonable authority figure, which is where obviously the police and government are like set up to be the villains in the film, but in the end they turned out to be you know somewhat human, like yeah. letting Elliot grieve. Wow, that's even like set up for ET on TV tropes. Yeah, it's, it's really. By the way, these tropes are from TVTropes.org. You should check that shit out and. and... Bear in mind, don't do that at work because you won't get anything done that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> TV it, tropes is like a time suck. You will not yeah. believe the shit you're going to find. Well, on the TV thing tropes. about t- my the, my definition in, to me of what a trope is is something that is so overused. You go, oh god, not again. Not it was all a dream. That's that's the real meaning of a trope. TV tropes has taken that to an extreme. TV tropes is a huge extreme. It, it's a wiki. We're, we're yeah. They have they, taken it to the extreme of I saw that once. Yeah, literally, like any element more, of more, any story. I saw that twice. Yeah. It's sort of TV tropes. But what's what's so great about that? And I'm not saying you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. It's, it's like the database. idea is like, like you literally can go to TV tropes and go, I want to see every movie where the authority where, figure where the authority happens. figure is nice and blam, right. and you get your whole list. Um, it's an amazing sort of cross-referencing. And it was thing. funny because the other day, uh, someone on Facebook, and it, it was weird because I've heard hypothetical arguments for t- against TV tropes, saying, um, "When will I ever need that?" And then, literally, <laughs> like a day or two later when on Facebook, someone on Facebook said, "I'm writing this thing. I need to think of uh, examples of good reference for a scene wherein." The room is bugged. I turn up the music and talk quietly. When does that ever happen? And I was like, tvtropes.org, son. Yeah. Because you go right there, you'll get a list of every single movie that Because you know you've seen that 50 times, but you can't think of a damn movie that you saw it in. I thought of uh, the one that I came up with, Negotiator, but I don't think that actually happens in The Negotiator. We haven't haven't really um, called it out yet in terms of the movie, but... Um, the, Henry Thomas color, here. There's sound. No, Henry Thomas here. He's bringing it. Doing an amazing job. He's, I mean, he's, most he's the so whole movie. Good. Most he's kids, so good. Uh, the whole movie. Yeah, but but I I felt like bringing it up here because like he he has just performed a scene to a puppet that's <laughs> not even being motivated. Yeah. It's, a, right. it's a puppet. It's a piece of rubber. He's just, he's playing a scene to a piece of rubber that a lot of kids, a lot of adults. Couldn't play to another human being. Yeah. I think that There's kids no. have an advantage in that. I'm willing That's to give. Kids are really good at pretending. Yeah. I'm willing to give Natalie Portman another chance, but based on what's re- on the prequels, I would say she probably couldn't pull that off. His, his, no, his reaction she, to yeah. her. She yeah. she worked opposite an inanimate piece of rubber, and uh, yeah. you know, Hayden Christensen <laughs> is. Uh, you know, Thank you, for picking the, that up. Yes, yeah, I, well. I don't know if it's still. I wasn't doing blue screen. I was doing Hayden. Yeah, because then she wanted to be for Vendetta. That was like, well, I'm getting so much more from this guy than I was from the last guy. And he has a mask on, and I'm not hearing him well. I don't know if it's still up. But at one point, at least, um, 
his Henry Thomas's audition for this movie was on YouTube, and you can watch the whole thing. Nice. And the great thing about it is you can hear Spielberg like off camera, off to the side, you know, giving him a little bit of direction during. But afterwards, you know, once he finishes, uh, saying, you know, okay, that was a great job. How does it feel to have the job? Because you have the job. <laughs> yeah. you're, Don't you're, Brian. You're, you're it. Do you recall any of the names or search terms that Matt could find so that people that listen to this on iTunes can watch that right now? I would just try Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas. E. E. Audition. Would probably get yeah. you close. Now in the if chat room, if it, it still exists, you yeah, would find if it's it still, there. If it's still online, Matt will find it because Matt is a god. In the chat room, uh, Jackalbane points out an interesting question: uh, Did ET fake his death on purpose, or did he die? And then fucking Elliot loved no, again, him too much. It's, the, the idea is that because uh, I think I think Elliot says it. Elliot spells it out for us. Elliot he, does believe in fairies. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, oh, there, that reference yeah. is in there. But uh, Spielberg can't not make the Peter Pan reference. But the idea is that yes, he died. But then you know they're coming back, and that's and that's what Elliot is yeah. on now. It's like, no, they're, they're coming back. We have to get him back to the forest. That's that's he, the whole point. Elliot, it's a great, it's a Elliot great, the, asks, the flowers is a great device. Elliot asks ET that question specifically. So so they're coming back, and yeah. ET literally says yes. yes. So it's it's spelled out. Yeah, cool. So, and that sets us up for the third act. Now, I still and here's I, here's this great scene. I'm supposed to yeah. give you this note when they're yeah. gone. Are they gone? Give it to me. Just now. give it to yeah, me now, Gertie. Yeah, you should give it to me now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't enlist the five year old for your clever scheme. I, I what kind of note? Like I was saying yesterday, I'm like, what kind of note could this be? Dear mom, have gone to. Uh, yeah, have yeah, to steal alien from government BRB <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe just explain when you get back in crayon with the E written backwards yeah, yeah. stealing <laughs> alien <laughs> stealing government van yeah. to send alien back to planet now, yeah, tell me, the government, be back for dinner the government is so nice that you know <laughs> these kids require about a good 18 minutes to steal this van and the government guys somehow can't prevent it from happening yeah. um, the, it's like I'm going to ask you very sternly what are you doing? But now, see, I buy that version of government so much more easily than I buy the sinister, all-controlling government. Well, like, yeah, the goof-up government, yes, I yeah. absolutely buy it. But the the the, the fact that they can't I say get that, you out of and I band. say that as a voting Democrat. Yes. I buy, well, see, I buy the goof-up government that thinks it's the sinister, all-controlling. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The and, and, and there is and is trying so hard to be <laughs> there is and the fact that he's like stopping, he's driven all of twenty feet, and then he stops to have a conversation, <laughs> and they still can't catch him. <laughs> and you you literally have the guys in the two behind them going. Whoa. No, we're stopped. I wanna, Let's make sure we're stopped. I want to point out Are something. Are we stopped? We're stopped. <laughs> something interesting is happening in the room. Mickey is here and Chloe's over there and they're in the chat room talking to each other through the chat room but not talking vocally. And uh, Chloe signs on and world. says, I wanted to point out that uh, noble gases, I said argon, uh, would have been a bad gas. Yeah. yeah. I said, well, why is that? And she says, they well, don't they're, non, they're non-reactive. You breathe oxygen because it can act as a reducing agent. Yeah. Uh, because it will take electrons, and then right? as chat yeah, rooms, right? yeah, exactly. They're and as inert. chat rooms are want to do, Ewing in the chat room points out, no, you should actually go with Barnes and Noble gases. Ooh, for the for the witty pun, always come to the internet. Ah, they're wow, going wow. bankrupt. Anyway, yeah, um, I'm the one who actually openly said Noble gases, so I'll take it on. Yeah, the shit on that. I said Argon. You said Argon, but I, said I specifically Argon. said Noble gases, so that's my fault. Neon sun, give me another one. <laughs> give me another one. I know Argon gases because I made a plasma ball or Noble gases. Nah, I failed. Anyway. Helium <laughs> is another one. Xenon, xenon. Is it not a noble gas? Yes, it is. Yes. Fluorine. There aren't that many. Right? There's only it's only There's five. Thing. Fluorine it's is not a noble gas. No, no. no Fluorine is highly reactive. Right. That's why. Yeah, if it's, it's anyway, because it's in other compounds. This, if you if you hear like, if you hear the element in another compound, that means it is reactive. You know, it's like neon doesn't react with anything because it is a complete. You know, it's it's a stable element. 
So you can't make neon. Carbon do dioxide reactive. Exactly. Carbon and that's you know, that's why everything around us is made of hydrogen, carbon and and, and uh, oxygen because those that shit'll react with anyway. They are the whores of the chemical world. <laughs> uh, hydrogen, they will react oxygen, with and anything. Nitrogen. Nitrogen. Yeah. The, the nitrogen. ignoble gases. Yes, the ignoble gases. So and finally, chat after, still like neon pink? Yep. Neon orange? <laughs> yep. Those react. Yeah, exactly. It reacts with orange, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what it's doing. It reacts with blue and yellow. I've seen it glow. It's crazy. Did you guys have this weird centipede thing I in totally the playgrounds when you grew up? Somewhere. Well, with like the yeah. painted baseballs for antennas? Yeah. I wonder if, uh, well, you know, for the for the kids. And we're about to get into the damnable, you know, for the kids changes that they made to this movie, which I just go, what? Wait, like, wait, wait. Like what? The fucking machine guns are coming up. The walkie-talkies and oh, yeah. Yeah. the shotguns. We should yeah. establish this because maybe not everyone knows the history of And you should. Machines. In E.T. when it came out, everyone had guns, and then they did a special edition where they made E.T. CG, and they replaced the guns with walkie-talkies as a rule. Because Lucas got into Spielberg's mind. Yeah, and yeah. Spielberg and, and Spiel- worked his well, also, well, Spielberg, the family man, by now he yeah. had the kids and all that kind of uh, stuff. Uh, and Spielberg decided— Spielberg now would not make a movie where guys, uh, adults were pulling guns on kids. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah. He, Unless it's Schindler's List, yeah. and that's where I have a problem. Did he replace the, uh, the joints in Jaws? No, we was made that a thing. We made no, the we, joke, we made a joke about, about that. That's why the didn't kazoo's it? thing. Because, because of this. What's the precept where if you hear the if you hear the wrong version enough, you think it's the real version? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, did you replace the joint? No, that was a joke we made, Teague. That, that joke we made, that's and that you continued referencing in one of our first ever commentaries. Jaws, yeah. Going back to listen to that, you know what's funny about the early Down in Friends, like the first fifteen, is that I was pulling a compressor on the uh, on the audio, so everything like I would be talking loud, and it would sound like this, and I'd be walking quiet, but it would be really loud. Like the, the like the radio morning DJ shit. <laughs> I'm so glad we abandoned that. You're hearing actual dynamic audio now. Well, then we got headphones and it actually changed the whole world. Well, no, for but us. at the time I was then just we know a, when we're shouting. I was yes. running a plug-in yeah. that would make every every whisper loud and every every shout quiet. Here's my take on this whole bullshit. It's, it's bad, you know, because because Schindler's List is my like, but that to me that deflates the argument. It's like. Well, Schindler's List depicts all kinds of horrible atrocities to children. Yeah, but and uh, Nazis. Well, well, see, but yeah, but what? But that's Nazis. Yeah, you but get a that's pa- the but point. you get a pass because it's true. Yes, and Nazis. You get a pass because it's true. So, like all the horrible carnage, and people have actually made this argument. All the horrible carnage in the beginning of of Private Ryan is justifiable and can even be shown on network television on Memorial Day because it's important. Cut because, because it's it important happens. because it's true because it actually happened. It's making you a better person. But to wait, know. and you're oh, no, but wait okay. But wait, you're, if you're arguing, if you're arguing about like the FCC, I totally agree. I'm not if arguing about the okay. FCC. I'm talking about morality. It's like. So that's okay to put in a movie to reference wait a authentic wait a horrible. Can I please no, 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 no. fucking finish to reference authentic horrible true acts that but. humans have done? But shut up! But the but it's not good for an entertainment that is clearly fictional to suggest. That people might have guns in a situation where people would normally fucking have guns. But and yet somehow that's offensive, and you shouldn't do it. Aren't you the one that doesn't like it when they use actual footage that is from World War II? That is correct. That in, is correct. Okay. Because it, Explain it, that to Because you are, using, you are using guns. But that gives it an air. You see, I'm making an important point about something. You're, you're, you're using that to sort of like, but it's justified because I'm making an important statement about humanity. Well, doesn't this make a statement about humanity? It's like what... 
where's the line go? They would pull I guns agree. on kids. Yeah, exactly. I, I, they totally I, would pull guns on kids because they have guns and they're military The kids guys. are running away with the alien. They would kill them. No, yeah. I, 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 I will say I completely agree with you. Yeah. It's just, I find I that, an, I think I, there, to I me, there's a hypocrisy okay. there. I to agree. go, well, I showed a child being actually machine gunned to death in Schindler's List because that's real and that shit happened. Doesn't that make it worse if that's yeah. your feeling about it? Okay, I like and this, here I like you're actually using a real tragedy to make a so fucking those guys movie. With right here in this right shot, right they were holding machine guns. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's good work. It was good, good work. Yeah. I agree work. with you, man. Yeah. Good work that didn't need to be done. Right so, and a lot of this was recreated as well, because obviously in in early it 80s, would be like if they if, if George Lucas revisited Star Wars and removed the lightsabers with like a fuzzy thing that didn't hurt. Yeah, something like that. And the, like the, well, nerf, there, nerf bats. There, there's a great distinction there to be made between like good work that's <laughs> Mickey good. says replace the lightsabers with a water noodle <laughs> there, there's a difference between work that should be done and how you do that work so there's oh. there's plenty of ways to do things that should never be done really well yeah sure doesn't mean exactly. you should do it i mean that's the history of ilm practically <laughs> yeah. especially the recent history there was, a, of there was yeah there was a comment uh, in one of the part. by the way watch watch their arms they are clearly not on bikes they're clearly just holding out their yeah. arms. And there's one shot where a kid's Some arm... of them are pedaling, by the way, so... Well, the, whatever, the, whatever. But well, No, like, we've... Our, our test... The I, various I, I, variables. I, 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 our Pascal's wager of flying bikes. As a matter of actually physically making a film, you can tell that those guys aren't on bikes because, first of all, all of their arms are a little floaty, but then one kid in particular, his right arm goes up and his left arm stays down. As if... It's on handlebars? And dot, that, dot, dot, question mark? And that totally ruined the reality of the no, movie just, about the just, alien with the glowy finger I just had never you. noticed that growing up, where it's just like, yeah. <laughs> One totally, magic bean, Trey. That's One a, single I, magic bean. And I still maintain that there are two, that, that levitating solid objects and rejuvenating plants are two totally different branches of science. So what is the magic bean that the, is being used there? The magic bean is Let me him. ask you this. Look, he's a bean. Wait, wait, and yes. a walking wait, wait, bean. Wait, that wait, is wait. why I say, well, if he can do that, then all bets are off. He's Harry Potter. What else can he do? Why did he do it? I was going to say Dumbledore. I would say, you know... My thing would be the rules of a it, – it's interesting because maybe it's giving it too much of a pass, but like in the rules of a Wonderland, a lot of times, especially something like Harry Potter, it's like if they – Everything has a second use. Yeah, well, well, it's, well, it's more like – it's more like you ask, you know, why didn't they do X if they could do Y? It's like, well... In if, Harry Potter, if, why didn't they use the time turner thing well, if again? Yeah, if they've already automatically... Why don't they use the eagles to fly the ring to Mordor? If, if they've already set up the, an existing premise, if they've set up, we can do this... And therefore, later when we don't do it, it's stupid. That's one thing. But if they've never done this other thing and it's just magic, all bets are off, I don't agree with that. I think it's like if they don't do it, like at any point, it's like they're magic. They should have done X. It's like, all right, it's not established that they can do X. So basically, in a Wonderland, if they don't do X, they can't. Even if they don't okay. explicitly say now, that they can't, right. they can't. To define your argument, uh, what's it called? A time turner? They use that in, in I didn't Chamber that, of Secrets, right? In Azkaban, Prisoner Azkaban. of Azkaban. Are you that, saying that, that would be so handy? Are you, so many are you times. saying that they yeah. probably sh- what, well they should have used it repeatedly? I didn't after say that, that, but but no, yeah, I'm, but, I'm, 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 but I'm, logically, I'm, they I'm, have. Sh- I'm shooting at you from a different side here, right? In Harry Potter, he's, he's are you saying you. that's a he's misuse? You. Logically, <laughs> logically, they uh, they should have used it again. Honestly, yes, they should have used it at another point. They if they have if they can go back in fucking time. Now the question, of course, the the question is, and and when we eventually do Harry Potter, we can talk about this. The question, of course, becomes: it's never clarified, neither in the movies or in the books. Not only why not, but how does the time turner work exactly? Maybe it can only go back two or three hours. In which case, you know, because because back well, because if it can, because if it can go back an indefinite amount of time, then the you know the night Voldemort tries you, you, to kill 
Harry, just jump on with the time yeah. turner, be like, he's going to be there pretty soon. But that's but, the problem with any time travel right. story. Back to the Future, Star Trek, anything. And they, it's like, then that invalidates the whole thing. I'll go back in time 10 minutes. Right. No, go back in time 10 years. Right. They also do They also do somewhat, not to get off on a Harry Potter tangent, but they also do establish somewhat that in in that in that situation, you can't. It, it is a closed time loop. Like you can't do anything right, that right. you haven't. In the chat room, DK says, "But the thing of the time turner is, you can't change, but you can just use it to learn." Right. You can't change anything. You can observe, but you can't whatever, interact. Whatever has already. Well, you can interact, but it's it's a closed loop where your interaction has already affected it. You can't change it. Right. You know. So what happened happened as a result of you having been there. Yeah. You were already. You're not altering it by going back yeah. now because you already. Went. You were already there the first time it happened, and you just weren't aware. Of it. So now everything you do just it's it's more like the the Greek fates. Whatever you do is going to end up creating the situation that whatever you your before. intention is, you already did it. Yeah. Don't do time <laughs> yeah. travel <laughs> story. Yeah. Don't yes. fuck with. Don't. Them. Everybody and, kills Hitler the first trip. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> so, does it. Just don't. And so they stopped. They stopped fucking with time. Well, yeah. And that's my thing with. Uh, yeah. I've just gotten into Doctor Who. Fucking ET is done. It's the climax. I've just gotten yeah. into Doctor Who, and my whole thing is, and it's basically a joke in the series now, where the Doctor says you can't interrupt your personal timeline unless you want to. <laughs> well, there you where go. It's like well, some fucking, wiggle room. It's like yeah, because you know, like for instance, in the most recent, or I guess the third most recent series, Rose's dad died, and it's like, all right, you can't save him, Spoilers. but you can go back yeah. and watch him die, and then be there with him when he dies, but you can't push him out of the way. Shit like that, where it's like, that's that's what that you, what distinction up. are you drawing here? What are you helping with? And and uh, you give it to Doctor Who because it's <laughs> Doctor Who is like Star Wars. It's just like random right. shit is happening. Fun. This is this is okay. Going back to the movie. This is a genuinely moving and emotional moment, right? Yes, it is, absolutely. especially the a- "I'll be right Agreed. here" and all of that. Yeah. But at the same time, like the the somewhat cynical adult in me is like, remember at summer camp how you made like your best friend, <laughs> and oh, you were yeah. so sad. We're gonna we're gonna hang out we're even after summer camp. We're gonna we're gonna, gonna, gonna we're gonna be pen pals and the whole thing, yeah. and that lasts like a month. What was his name? Yeah, what was his name? Was well, there kid? were 12 of them, you see, because yeah. it happened every year. Yeah. You know? I don't remember his name. Like, so it, it is a little bit more dramatic than that, because they're it's, alien races. Yeah, you probably all, would remember a little longer than yeah, normal. Yeah, you're going to remember that a little longer, but it's like, you know, you... you I, from as a, from an adult perspective, it's like you do eventually get over it, and that's it's that's funny un, because un, un, that's kind of sad to think about in a way. But. It's funny because if you actually work on film crews, that's pretty much every film yeah. crew you ever yeah. work on. And it's, it's, it's like funny because like you're in the trenches, and then you forget that guy's name. Yeah, yeah. And what, well, what's actually interesting is like every film crew I've ever like we're gonna yeah we'll still be friends after this, and then you never talk to yeah. them again. Well, there might but be the, like, the only like one or two people maybe that you yeah. maybe yeah, and, but then well, you see them on another set, and you're like yeah fucking yeah. Well, I was just I was actually just remarking about this too because I was just on a, a film crew that shot Nicaragua for three weeks and for three weeks we were in this third world country together and it was very much a war men- kind of summer camp and Brian slash kept war tweeting first world problems yeah, I did they yeah. don't have chicken yeah. sandwiches yeah. yeah it's true uh, no, they don't have cheeseburger. What the thing was that the cheeseburger was actually a chicken sandwich, and that blew my mind. By the way, anyway. by the way, but, but <laughs> the the last like uh, uh, screen accurate thing that ramp is not well thought out for their physiology. No, it right? No, it's definitely a human sized <laughs> ramp. But anyway, so would it hurt on their little feet? Yeah. Ow. So it's it's always been like you never actually talk to this group, but for on this crew, I've actually hung out with them oh. since then. So like it's a completely weird. Like yeah. this has never it's happened before. It is. It's kind of odd. I have to pretend I still like you guys. But that's uh, if going back to Kramer versus Kramer. That's uh, the scene where the kid has to cry. They couldn't get the kid to cry. So the way they did it was Dustin Hoffman took the kid aside and said, basically, 
spoke that truism to the kids saying, you know, you know, Bob, the cameraman, you know, Jerry, the sound guy, you know how you like them so much. Well, once the movie ends, we're not yeah. going to be hanging out friends anymore. So you guys were, uh, well, Brian specifically was blathering too long for me to actually point up this trope when it happened. Oh, suck it, Brian. You love it. Anyway, it's called Always With You. And what it basically represents is, but what can you say if you're not, or if you're not truly leaving, you'll remain in spirit. And a good example of that is A New Hope, Obi-Wan, to Luke, of course, the Force will be with you. Uh, always. I will always. I'll always be, be with you. you. And then there's the rainbow. Ha ha, we were gay the whole time. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> the, the secret yeah. message. And you <laughs> accepted us. <laughs> the end of E.T. The Everyone e at The more you know. know. Yeah, that's right. Now, in the chat room, before we get off on our little outro thingies, uh, <laughs> uh, Squiggly P points out from Scotland, if I'm not mistaken. I think. I think so. I'm not. Fucking I'm not wrong. Maybe UK. Fuck, no, he's from somewhere else. No true Scotsman would bring up yeah, whatever would, point would be he's about. No true Scotsman would make this point. He's from capital N, not America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he points out. Now, this would be interesting, and I, I, basically, I'm going to take the point he was making Let's and hope. paraphrase it for the for the conversation here. Uh, I don't think we've seen this. Would it be interesting to see Spielberg? Fucking Steven Spielberg in 2011, 12, 13. <laughs> would it be interesting to see Spielberg fucking Steven Spielberg? <laughs> that would, that would yeah. certainly be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that. I don't think I'd pay to see it, though. Yeah. Oh, God. It would Next be, question. It would the, be baby would, the baby hell, would be though. short round. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh. Would it be interesting to see someone like of the ilk of Steven Spielberg, someone that's like a respected, holy shit director at this point in their career, currently with all the tools available to them, revisit this universe with those actors... 30 years later. <laughs> wow. Would it be interesting to see E.T. 2 where you're seeing what happened to Elliot and he grew up. I wouldn't he, be surprised yeah. if it happened because that's how well, sure, the cinema zeitgeist is But as yet it hasn't to my knowledge. Right, right, would that be yeah. something that you could see being oddly like, interesting? Die Hard 4 and all that shit. What was that exactly documentary that, series? But, yeah. What was that documentary series where they would. It's 28 up. 28 up. Or it where changes would, every seven years. Yeah, seven they would revisit up, every up. single seven yeah. year yeah. Uh, interval. They would do a documentary if series you, on these same people. If you watch the special features of this movie and see the 20-year reunion of everybody um, and see what happened to the older brother, it's like, whoa, what happened there? What went wrong? Did he get fat he's, and bald or what? No, he's got, he's got bleached dreads popping out. Ooh. Something's up with he him. He became one of the twins from he's like a D, yeah, God knows what he's into. But, uh, yeah, it, it's like everyone else is like, hey, yeah, everyone's like, yeah, Drew's all, yeah, Drew's come and gone and you – know, Look uh, how old Pacific Title is. Holy you know shit. What would be amazing? You yeah. know what would be amazing? If they did that and everybody was in, you know, they're still their characters but 20 years later, but Drew Barrymore just played herself. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, this is back in the day when Pacific Title got tons of money for this for doing titles. and the fade out of E.T. Yeah. the Extraterrestrial yeah. at the beginning. Literally doing the that, titles. Now, you know, yeah. on the subject it. of that, uh, revisiting an old saga or movie with uh, your actors as they have aged in the intervening years – a lot of people at the – and I've heard this for the last 10 years because I participate in Star Wars discussion online uh, because I actively have sex with people. Like you do. Yeah, like you do. Uh, people have said, you know, I don't want to see prequels. I want to see sequels, and I want to see the uh, old-school Timothy Zahn trilogy done because at this point the actors would be about the right age. Carrie Fisher, who has become a tank, and uh, – no, no, she's, she's, she's coming back. She's coming back. Yeah, she's, she's getting skinnier. Back. She's on Craig Ferguson all the time now. Yeah. Um, but well, I would be interested to see, like, old – Han Solo and old Luke and old – you could do that with them, and that might be interesting if anyone but George was doing it. Yeah. Because yeah. fucking well, – make the, it all about lightsabers. The, they're too old to do the, the Zahn trilogy at this point. The Zahn trilogy in Would have been like 40s. It happened like, like right after. It yeah, happens basically. pretty soon after. But the, the New Jedi Order, which is a big, long, expanded universe book series, that's could be interesting. roughly approximate but to how But they're taking chunks out of New Jedi Order for Clone Wars. I'm, are they? Yeah. I'm not uh, – 
I, I will say I'm not anti that. I'm not anti revisiting stuff. You know, I've been, uh, you know, with, it's, with, it's, we, we went like an initial thing with the actors as they have aged. Yeah, yeah. It's well as you know, as it well could established. Be cool. It could. I'm work. a big, you know, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan, and I'm like, fucking Ghostbusters is the perfect franchise to be yeah. like. You know, yeah. 30 years later, what's been going on with these dudes? Yeah. What's going on in their lives? You know who could pull that yeah. off? The master of sequels of all time, Jim Cameron. Put that guy in a room with a fucking locked door and say, you have to write a sequel 30 years later, and you're going to be using the same characters. Yeah. But it can be in Go. 3D. It can be in 3D. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it can be in 3D. So it's, fine. it's fine. 48 frames per second, 60 frames. You fucking... Ugh. Well, it depends, because... So that, many ghosts, so many ghosts, Jim. That Just movie. whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, you can digitally make the them chat, younger again. In the and... chat, Sweely P says, you know, they kind of did that with Tron with uh, uh, yeah. Bruce Broxlight. They right? were trying to do that with Tron. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. he's such a small part of that movie. It doesn't that... really matter that much. But, but Tron, but Tron, but, but that's not a cool only, idea. That's an intriguing only, idea. Not only him, but but obviously Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Right. They Shit. were trying yeah. to do. And that's why. And that's, Tron and has. This is twenty years later. They made up a performance from twenty-five-year-old Jeff Bridges for the movie. Yeah. Well, and that's why they didn't get the nomination. Because everything else was spectacular, but there was way too much of whatever that yeah. character was called it had a name. When we do Tron Legacy, was, I have well, so much clue. shit to say. Clue, clue, clue. That's what clue. I mean, clue. they they made a big deal out of Clue, but Clue on a big screen with digital production was like not so good. Yeah. Hold on, I know for a fact, for a fucking fact, we have a lot of digital domain listeners. If you worked on Clue, email downinfrontshow oh, at gmail dot com. <laughs> oh, sorry. We want to bring you on for Tron and talk about the the world building and all that stuff. If you worked at DD on Tron. Specifically on Clue, email downinfrontshow at gmail.com and get in touch with us so we can have you on for that commentary because that would be great to talk about because everything in that movie is amazing and then Clue works like 10% of the time. Clue is oh, – and I really don't – Anytime I he's in say, shadow, he totally fucking and, works. And I will say I don't think it's the – you know, it's the it's – I think it's situ- a time frame thing. It's the kind of situation where I'm like, dude, this is – if you worked on Clue, totally not blaming you <laughs> yeah, no, no. For, for how that turned no, out. No. We've it, all been on movies be like, that we yeah. can say what went wrong. Yeah. It would be like blaming the uh, – the visual effects department of the asylum for their bad effects. It's like, no, it's not no, your it's fault. It's really not their fault. Straight up, the guys at the, the asylum, I know, I know, Trey knows, Brian knows, I yeah. know a lot of the guys that do effects at the asylum who are like stunningly talented effects artists that had six hours to do that shot from scratch. It's not their fault. It's six hours. Yeah. What are you going to do? Imagine if they weren't talented. That's In any like, case. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the trick. Oh, shit, man. Yeah. In any case, this has been E.T. Um, this movie, it, it does hold up. But my interpretation of it is not based on nostalgia. My 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 read of ET is not one of those things. Like for me, ironically, I'm, I think it would hold up more without the digital augmentation. Absolutely, I, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I totally what agree it, with that yeah. statement. I want to uh, see that. Version. We did the uh, commentary for Explorer as a while back, and I said, you know, this is a great movie, and the third act blows. Which both of those things are true. But I don't think I would love it as much if I didn't have the nostalgia factor. It, Explorers is truly a great. In fact, it's similar to this. Aliens are our friends. Eighties movie, and the third act sucks. But. It's it's probably biased from me having like in my in my DNA and I know the movie Explorers and this one I sort of revisited. It's a it's a it's a really good fucking movie. Good job, buddy. But it's <laughs> not it's not like genius. It's not one of those movies that blows your goddamn mind. Like uh, for instance, a counterexample in an entirely different genre, like Seven, blows my mind. Even though there's a bunch of things that it spawned afterwards, Seven is still fucking genius. Just really good goddamn movie. And E.T. doesn't ring like that for me. It's a sentimental, nostalgic, uh, well-made. You can't say it's not well-made movie, but it doesn't have a special place in my heart. That's where E.T. is for me. And it still holds up. The effects, 80s though they are, the opticals and all that stuff are great. And the puppet is good enough for uh, this kind of movie. Ultimately, E.T. is just 
go Spielberg, go. Not, holy shit, Spielberg made this. For that, I go to Jurassic Park or Jaws. Okay. Brian? Uh, I think I, it's it's like that old uh, saying that to make a really great movie, you only need a couple of like really amazing scenes and the rest yeah. you, the rest of the movie can be whatever. A couple of moments. And you're good there. intro, a good of ending, moments. and a couple good scenes. And you're exactly. Good. good beginning, a good end, a couple of really, really good scenes in there somewhere, and that's a great movie. And the rest of it can be whatever. And I think rewatching it now, I really think that's what uh, <laughs> E.T. is because – uh, like you guys were saying, it's like, I don't actually remember large swaths of, of this movie. It's just a couple of pieces here and there that really... Remember the score and you remember the moon the and score, the bikes. The yeah. bikes, there's a, uh, a, the Reese species, a couple other moments where like you will remember those pieces till your dying day. But you add those pieces uh, to the rest of the movie. They are a part of a movie. They the rest of the movie is there, but you may not remember it watching it you know, 10, 15, 20 years later. And I think that's I think that's kind of what you're saying with things like Seven. There are movies like Seven and other movies like Jurassic Park. It's like shit, there it where is. Where it's like every piece of it, just the whole every piece of that movie fits together beautifully. And it's just this beautiful construction. Bear in mind, we were watching I, a special edition here today. I agree, right. but at the same time, I mean you look at Jurassic Park. When you think of Jurassic Park, you're not gonna think of the scene where they're walking through the visitor center and they get in the Jeeps and all this. Like I, there's I, some I, there's I, some shoe leather I in don't that know. I, too. I, I, yeah. I, I, I remember I them eating ice cream. That's, I, that's what sticks in my head. I remember seeing that's Dra- a good scene I, too. on the commentary <laughs> for Jurassic Park, I'm on the record on downinfront.net as saying I think the ending of Jurassic Park is massively rushed. I don't think it works. And there are a lot of scenes in the beginning. Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. <laughs> and in the end, and, you know, there's a lot of shoe leather stuff. But, like but I anyway. Said, Jaws is a better example than Jurassic Park. Yes. Uh, but even Jaws. There's... Jaws is a filmmaker like a mofo. Yeah. Yeah. But even Jaws, there are scenes that if, even if you've seen it like half a dozen times, you won't remember. Like the scene on the, the ferry. You would never remember that scene because that's just – that's business. But – I do think that there are some movies that just every piece of it goes together so beautifully and so well. Star Wars? Mm, no. Uh, and there are some scenes that is like there, – there's some movies that they're just a couple of brilliant pieces that don't necessarily go together beautifully. But those individual pieces are so beautiful. But don't you think you need that? You need kind of – Yeah. You need the flow. breathing space yeah, because, well, because, flow. Yeah, exactly. Because no movie is going to be genius from opening frame right. to end frame. What it's about – uh, Well, it can't be. If you, yeah. if you set, if you set this, this level at a certain point, right. uh, eventually you get a nerd to it and you lose track of the fact right, that it's right. genius. And well, it's what's like, the – um, I'm trying to think. Of, there's got to be – there has got to be Like it example. doesn't have to go super retarded for it to come back right. and be genius again for you to appreciate the good scenes. There's got to be an example of a movie where every scene is just – like oh fuck yeah and I, I'm, I'm trying to think of one princess bride is the first one that comes to mind but that also might be a bias thing i love princess bride but every single scene of that movie i remember but that might be because i love it i don't yeah i don't know if i can think of any movie that's like like one, even like one top of my to bottom perfect like uh, I, I yeah like i love ghostbusters it's come up a bunch of times but i'm like there are, there, there are still weak spots there are i wouldn't say weak spots but there are scenes that are less they're, iconic they're important scenes but yeah the the first scene where we're uh, uh venkman and and uh, um, Peck square off just mm. in Venkman's office. I remember that's, that. That's total. You remember it, but it's like total bureaucracy. It's not sure. like it's not like beating Slimer. For, it's necessary. You know, Fight Club. Like it's yeah. It's Fight Club. Club. Fight Club is up there. pretty. It's up there. Yeah, I would say that. Anyway, uh, Trey or Dorkman, did you Dorkman. go? I didn't go, but no. I kept interrupting him, so it's <laughs> basically the same thing. Um, We're talking quietly. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I th- I think ET, you know, is is. Um, I think it's a great movie. It's definitely, you know, like we talked about several times. It's like who, whoever, first of all, ever made movies like this, and who makes them nowadays? <laughs> right to the ghost. They never made them this way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, 
<laughs> you know, I, I actually, you know, the, the digital enhancements, I'm not, because I've, you know, gr- growing up watching 80s movies, if there's any matter of nostalgia for me, it's manky puppets. Like, I just, I, <laughs> yeah. you always have a problem with them, but, uh, Drake, and I appreciate why, but yeah. I'm always like, I like that the puppets suck. Like, that's part <laughs> of it. That's part of the charm for okay. me, in a way, you know? Um, some Yoda works for the same but... reason the Dark Crystal works for the yeah, same reason. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. This works. So, um, so I liked the manky Yoda, E.T. The, who kind of now, was ET, like, oh, the ET shit, puppet. I gotta... We didn't even acknowledge this. Uh, Yoda was a hand puppet. He was just up yeah. and down. Yeah. E.T. did have uh, up and down, and also his, oh, his yeah. mouth got wider and slimmer. Oh, sure. Well, see, but this is, this is my point about it, is that Carlo Rambaldi is always like wanting to put hardware into things. Yeah. And E.T. was so tailor-made to be a hand puppet and would have been much more expressive That's true. and mobile had he been a hand puppet. Um, but they, you know, because you can see when he moves, it's very much like, yeah, and it's very mechanical. Oh, yeah. especially, especially with the neck. Exactly. If they had made and, him a hand puppet with like radio-controlled eyes, with some with some enhancement, it yeah. would have been much more fluid and much and you know and matched. But uh, you know, but there was there was a school of thought, and still is even in the in the what lim- what's left of the computer of the creature building world of we're going to fill it full of mechanics. It's like it's the size of a hand. Right. Make it a hand puppet, and <laughs> and you know because you get you get on the set with a, with one of these hydraulic things and the director says okay make him look over here he doesn't actually do that yeah. that would you know eight months ago when we were machining his neck we could if we'd known you'd wanted him to turn to the left you know you should have put that on the spec sheet because he blinks and the side of his head goes and his neck goes up and down a little bit it's like down in front so that's what he does okay um that's michael bring in the kid with no legs and let's put him in the suit and i'll shoot yeah. the scene that Just way have him waddle sideways you know, that's brian yeah, but uh, so anyway, right. carry on. All right. So Carlo like, Rambaldi always was like, "Oh, Carlo Rambaldi, he's a genius." I, you know, other other than Alien, which is a guy in a suit with some stuff in his head that moves, I never saw anything that Carlo Rambaldi did that I would consider puppet genius right. because most of his stuff is not good. On that subject, I, I I'm, I'm trying to think of. We've talked about a lot of puppet stuff with you before, and the only one that I would think that you would have referred to. I don't remember if you did, as like, this guy is just great with puppets, and he understands how they work, and he understands how to manipulate them. Like, Lyle Conway is the only one that comes to mind. Like, I don't think the thing would fall into that well, category. I would assume that, that but a lot like, of the Henson crew... Botine, yeah. is, Botine did a good job in the thing, and I think I said so. Um, well, good job, but like, fucking, that's, that's what a puppet performance should yeah. be right there. The Con- one that comes well, to mind is, is, is Audrey Two Con- at the It's end partly of the movie. Conway, but Little Shop of Horrors is is partly Conway, but it's also directed by Frank Oz is why Little Shop of Horrors. Sure. So you take a guy who's a great puppeteer and a director who is also a great puppeteer, and you can make sh- magic happen. Yeah, exactly. Because, and this is you know this is your argument on a project I'm gearing up for right now, it's like I, I've been that guy. I've been the guy who the director says, can I turn to the left? And you go, you really should have said – literally you should have said that six months ago because you don't understand what it means to, to make this puppet do – puppets do things that you build them to do. They're not actors. That was the argument um, made on Team America That was too, the Team America like, problem. It's like Trey, Trey Parker, Matt Stone shot on the puppeteers. It's like fucking yeah. – our job is harder than yours. Multiple Tony winner Trey Parker and God bless him. Uh, you know, and he uh, – you know, he they bragged on puppets like, yeah, it turns out that puppets can't you know do stuff. It was like, well, correct. <laughs> Did you not know that? Did you notice their puppets, eyes? Puppets didn't evolve. Yeah. We just build them. <laughs> did you Did you think their hands worked? Did puppets think, are intelligent design, and they kind of suck. Did you think puppets could just reach up and pick up a little tiny phone because you want them to? It's no. That's the whole thing we have to do. And you yeah, have to tell a, us that's, that's a problem with intelligent really, design. Look at something that's been yeah. designed on purpose, and look how fucked up and retarded that's it can right. be. You have to make it work for one thing. Yeah. And we made printers. Humans made printers, and they never work. They have <laughs> one right. job. We made printers, and they ne- first of all they don't print, and secondarily they don't. Uh, 
uh, Simonize the car because right. they're fucking printers. Because that's what and they're that's designed why it was to a big do. Deal on Team America, where you came up with a, a, a way on set to make them applaud, to make them applaud. They have up to and clap. Down. It's like well, they're not designed to clap. Trey, go. Yeah, and I took three days and set rubber bands, and you see them clap. So, so anyway, this was late in the thing. Anyway, so so puppets are you know it's it's you were you, but you were making a point actually. You were talking about good puppets or something about you know what is it well you were talking about like the puppetry could be better or this or that the other it's like i can't think of a lot of examples throughout history like i can think of a lot of puppet characters that i love but not necessarily because of the performance of the puppet like yoda yoda is a compelling puppet performance but you could never say that yoda was a completely believable puppet watch him say you will be and you're like "Mm -mm, nope Mm. not working there and the only one that i can think of where it's like that puppet is fucking doing that was was the end audrey 2 the last phase of audrey 2 where it's like i can't believe that's a puppet that's unbelievable and i can't think of a lot of those et had one well, level that's of be up from Yoda with, you the, have, with the mouth getting smaller. If you have that thought, then you're not thinking of that character as a puppet, which yeah. is as, is well, as yeah. it should but be. Never, that's, watching, that's when you can really cross the line. Wars, I have to step away from the movie, right? plug my ears and go, that's a piece of foam rubber. But if the, movie, shit. if the movie and the puppeteer and all the, the all designers gels, are doing it right, you will never, ever have that thought. And yeah. for, for the example we've come up with, which is Little Shop, it was a an, an amazing puppeteer with an amazing rig and a puppet director. <laughs> Yeah. Like a guy who did puppets directing the movie. Little Shop is probably everything. the it's pinnacle. The, that's the one that. where it's like, I just can't believe that's, that's like a, a goddamn puppet. It's like a, and, and the fact that it's not trying to be humanoid, so there's no Uncanny Valley issues. Booyah. It's, uh, one, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's the interpretation is what you bring to it. Um, I think that's pretty much the perfect storm in movie history that we've had so far. <laughs> is, uh, you know, of great puppet slash great director doing a puppet slash great conditions for doing puppetry. Exactly. And the right Plus, kind of right kind great of, puppeteer. The right kind of creature and the right kind of project and, and the right budget to actually realize it. Follow you know, this commentary up with Little Shop, and you can hear Trey tell his story about dealing with Lyle Conway and, that, and the way that puppet worked on stage. Because it was like, you described it as being inside of a canoe. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> trying that, to move that's it not Lyle Conway I'm talking about. That's the stage version I'm talking right, about. Right, right, right. Like Martin Robinson. So, E.T., meh. Great. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Yeah. I, I, as I opened with it, it's like I, I never at the time felt like, you know, E.T. was the most amazing thing ever. Um I preferred at the, uh, Poltergeist. I thought was awesome. Uh, it'd be interesting to see Poltergeist now because you know, I, was, I was more responded to the material. This was a little sentimental. This was a sentimental one. Um, I thought it was good. I thought, you know, my God, that Spielberg just one after another, bang, bang, bang. He, he can do no wrong, Hook. But uh, Hook is good. Hook is fine. Was nineteen forty one this conversation? No, nineteen forty one was actually earlier than this. That was his one misstep. It's like okay, he got he got the bad movie out of his system. That's good. But. Um, it's, I it's, need to see that. I've never seen it. It's a movie I recognize. Yeah, it's, it's it's boy, it's like it's a movie that will make you feel like you're on cocaine. <laughs> um, but because clearly everyone on screen is coked to the eyeballs, and everyone behind the camera as well. But the um, it's just as a movie that's like the Blues Brothers. It's like that is a movie made by cocaine. Um, <laughs> the powder, not the cocaine. Paper. Greenlit that movie and made that movie. Uh, Blues Brothers is good. Blues Brothers two thousand. No. Yeah. It's fine. I'm not saying good. I'm not saying a cocaine movie can't be awesome because Blues Brothers is crazy, a crazy movie. But uh, you know, don't get us wrong. We're not denigrating drugs. I'm not. I'm not at all. No, I'm certainly not. Uh, We like the Beatles. That's right. It's like literally. But when you look at the Blues Brothers, just you know, the the person in that movie who is the least on drugs is probably Carrie Fisher. I'm just saying. (laughs) Whoa. Uh, so God damn. There was a simpler, happier time. And John Belushi walked the earth and no one could be on more drugs than John Belushi, so that's it. Anyway, uh, it's it's E. T. just didn't uh, just didn't 
you know, it didn't make me go, oh, it's the most amazing movie ever. And I, I felt no urge to watch it for the intervening 30 years. Uh, I literally just watched it for the first time. I honestly think it, you know, many of you probably weren't born the last time I watched this movie. So I watched it uh, last night just to have something to talk about and not be surprised by it when we, we had to do it. And I was struck by how, mostly how what okay I w- it was. It was okay. It was still. I had the same exact reaction. This is a really well-made movie. It's a movie that so feels so different than a movie that's made today. Even movies that Spielberg himself is making today. Spielberg himself has kind of solidified his thing, and now he can just kind of churn out a, a wonderfully made. You know, yep, that's Steven Spielberg making another movie in another day at the Brick Factory. Whereas, as back in this time, it was like you never quite knew what it, you know. What's he going to make now? Oh my God, he did one about a shark. He did one about you know the ghost. He did one about aliens. It's like ah, oh, what's what's going to be? It's like now it's like you kind of kind of know a Spielberg movie, and it just is going to have this level of like, yep, that's it. In, in these earlier times, it's like his movies were more eccentric and felt a little more like I don't quite know what I'm doing yet. And they had this it's really more, interesting energy more, to them. It's more handcrafted versus yeah. like you say now it's a factory. It's, yeah, it comes out of the Spielberg thing, machine. Yeah. You know, yeah, we made another one. It's awesome. You will like it, and they are good and they're well made. And Ron Howard's getting to that point with me too. Yeah, Ron Howard's kind of oh, becoming Ron Howard. Ron Howard Inc. He's kind of hitting that stride as well. I, I thought that uh, after Cinderella Man, I was like, oh, there it was. Yeah. That was the one where he just gets how to make you sad. Yep, good to go. <laughs> we'll push the sad button here, and then we'll push the redemption button, and uh, then we'll roll credits, and then maybe we'll get some get some lunch. What do you think? On yeah. that note, I'm going to press our redemption button. This has been down in front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net and subscribe to us on iTunes. You get a brand new episode every single week. You can find us at facebook.com slash downinfrontshow and twitter.com slash downinfront. Follow us for updates and when episodes are going up and live chats are happening. Also go to the downinfront.net slash forum forums and involve yourself in the conversation. We have a wonderful community coming up on 200 strong of people that actively participate in really intelligent, good conversation. No trolls. It's amazing because the band saber is strong with this one. Um <laughs> Involve yourself there, and every week we announce when the live chats are happening. We do two recordings a week, and you can be there in the chat room and participate like Frank and the Swiggly P and those other guys that have been – I've been reading them throughout the show and be part of that. Uh, Holden Hill designed and maintained the website. Matt Fedeveda is the show notes and chapter breaks in iTunes. And Mickey Marsala is our live on-air tvtropes.org correspondent. tvtropes.org is your one-stop shop for everything that ever happened in a movie twice um, <laughs> or a thousand times, as many of the things end up being. Go to our uh, store and buy there one of our... There was a guy uh, in it. Buy this... <laughs> Movies with guys. Go. Trope. Widescreen. Blue. Trope. It has blue. Trope. The dude. <laughs> the go movie our, has a male character. Go to our Amazon store, buy this movie from us, and we get a buck. Go to the t-shirt store, buy a shirt or a hoodie, and we get a hundred bucks. And if you don't feel like buying something, go to the PayPal button. It's shiny and yellow on the homepage. We're not asking. We're just saying. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. Brian. Right. And D. Wallace Stone. And this has been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. Da 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 da. My God, the, the William score is really kind of working overtime in this movie. We oh, didn't yeah. even get to touch on it because oh, we were oh, listening yeah. to it. This is a we, loud. We commented on that yesterday. This like, isn't so... schmaltzy crap you're watching. I said, I said, I said. <laughs> There's this... some emotional resonance here. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, last yesterday we were reviewing it, and I was like, you know, this movie would be like a third less impactful if it wasn't so damn loud with those soaring strings. Oh my well, God. We were saying, we were saying yeah, this is like if, if the Raiders soundtrack and the Empire Strikes Back soundtrack had a kid and it was trying really hard to impress its parents. <laughs> yeah, it really is. That was the thing that struck me too is watching this is like, whoa, John, you're here. I need you about <laughs> here. here. It really is like, you're, John, you're, you really is working too hard. Obviously. I was going to shout like, into the mic wow. for effect, but that would just be annoying. But it's just like... Touching moment, kind of quiet, somber. Da 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 da. da. <laughs> yeah.
Jesus. It's interesting. Holy shit, because John! It is unabashedly, you know, romantic score, and it, you know, it does the job. But it's like you kind of wonder. It's like, is this the score where William? Because Williams had done like X number of Lucasfilm and Spielberg films by this point. It's like, is this the one where he goes, "Oh, how am I going to save this turd?" Oh, Jesus! <sighs> dun, dun, I don't think that. That's great. That's great. I don't, loud. Make it loud. I don't think you know what "butt" means, Teague. You were like, I, I was going to scream in the mic, but it's going to be annoying, and then you screamed <laughs> into the mic. <laughs> I leaned the back. Words you're looking I was for just screaming because, too okay, loud. Fair the what you're looking for is because. <laughs> because it would be annoying. Allow me to demonstrate. My concept, of, ah! <laughs> my concept of loud at this point is looking at audacity and seeing if I'm painting the yeah. waveform blue. Yeah, if it just then becomes it's bad. A, a blue bar, then you know you've crossed a line. Crossed a line. Unlike John Williams. John Williams, man. Duel of the Fates was the last one where it's like, oh, he's doing a thing. No, I take that back. I love the, uh, the music. Separate it from the movie. Uh, I love the music uh, for Across the Stars. No, that's that's following. Et is a simpler piece of melodic structure than that song is. When you guys realize the commentary has ended, right? Yeah, but it's fine. But we're still fucking. We've already finished the music, and people are still listening. There's ten minutes after the first. The first time I the first on. Well, the first time I really realized John, or I felt like John Williams was phoning it in. Harry Potter two. Harry Potter one actually. Why Hedwig's theme? Hedwig's theme. I was like, this feels like these are the table scraps from Hook that he didn't get to use. Okay, that's fair. And 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 since then, how does how does the Hedwig's theme go? Huh? Right. It's become iconic now because that's but just it's such Harry an Potter easy song. melody. But the first time you hear it, you're like, that. That's that's, that's the theme. Going to be Harry Potter now. And by the way, I said this on Twitter, but that's Harry Potter for the next ten yeah. years. Forever. I, okay. The Hedwig's theme I thing. Said, I, I, yeah, I said this on Twitter, but I'm like, why is it called Hedwig's theme? It's yeah. almost never got anything to do with <laughs> the fucking owl. It's not Hedwig. It's it's got to do with owls sometimes, but not Hedwig. It's like if the Star Wars fanfare, you look at the the CD track and it's called Chewie's theme. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> why is why is that the theme? Shouldn't pa- that be Panda Baba Returns? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? But, I didn't even know that dude had a name. <laughs> yeah. Dun, 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 oh, the death of Qui Gon. Yeah, I love that. I one. love that yeah, part. Yeah, it's a great part of the movie. Yeah, fucking. All right. Uh, hello, people that are still listening to this recording. <laughs> hello, people. Um, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Trendsinyourhead.com.